Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today's Sunday session is brought to you by More Beer, the makers of the all-new Ultimate Conical Fermenter. Check them out today at morebeer.com. in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was IPA. The best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. <laughs> From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. People back in the show for a lovely Monday session here in downtown Martinez where the refineries are present and uh, the women look like there's refineries present <laughs> around. And, uh, it's hey, a few extra chromosomes is good for the apocalypse. <laughs> so you're you know saying I mean? that the women aren't refined? Yeah, they're not as refined as the oil that's coming out of this place. I'll tell you that. I'm enjoying Martinez, though. No, you're not. I am. I like Martinez. Since when? Uh, since my neighbor uh, this weekend yeah. climbed climbed on my roof and cleaned out all my rain gutters <laughs> and swept off all the debris from my roof. Wow. Is that the guy that does your lawn for you, too? Yes. Or does the whole neighborhood's lawn. He right? does, like, three of us. Right. And uh, he's out there with his ladder on his own house. And I, yeah. I went and asked him a question about the sprinklers. Uh-huh. You know, now that I'm a homeowner, I have to ask these I have to learn about these things. You have to learn about sprinklers. So I ask him what he does with his sprinklers in the winter, and we talk for a couple minutes. And then he comes down from his ladder, and he brings his ladder over to my house. 
says, hey, hold this. Uh, <laughs> has me hold the ladder. He climbs up, cleans out all of my gutters. Spends like 45 minutes. This guy's an animal. He's just up there ripping things out. Jumps up onto my roof, sweeps off all the debris from... I have these big right. redwood trees, a bunch of craps on my roof. Yeah. There was there must have been three inches of, of soil, literally soil, on my roof. You, I could have grown things. <laughs> And he told he gets these Martin these Martians That's aren't crazy. so bad. I feel like he's one in you know in the what fifty thousand. That's not bad. And well, you're, right. you're a lucky guy. Wow. Yeah, I live. They right. have a Martian like that next door. That's right. Cool. Yeah. yeah, but the rest of them think you're a drug dealer. That's true. Well, maybe that's what he's into, right? <clears throat> think about it. Well, I was thinking about that. That's, yeah, maybe that's true. He does seem kind of like a mafioso a type of guy. He does have a lot of energy. <laughs> like he's a retired mafia guy. Yeah. I have been presenting myself as a very wealthy person in my neighborhood lately, accidentally. Uh, Basically, right after I moved in, uh, we... Start, I had camera crews at my house for like the oh, first right. couple of weeks. That's right. A friend of mine doing a, a makeover television show on one of our bedrooms. Plus, we were producing these instructional DVDs we've been working on. Right. So instantly, the first week I'm there, I got camera crews everywhere. <laughs> uh, about two weeks later, a friend of Kate the Great's ships her BMW to our house because she's moving to California. She had it shipped. We just we picked yeah. it up for her. Nice. So that sits at my – a nice new BMW sits in front of my house for two weeks. Uh now then disappears. I got then disappears. Right, it's just there for a little while. We drive it around, put the top down a couple days. You know, kind of bored. Then yeah. it disappears. Yeah, then it disappears. Uh, by the way, meanwhile, my 1979 Volkswagen is also sitting in front of the house. They must just think that's how I slum it. They, may, that's, they think that's a classic. They think that's yeah. that's worth a lot of money. That I'm just so, waiting to restore it or yeah. something. Right. Well, now for the past week, uh, more than a week, another friend of mine, a good friend of Doc and I, a Burning Man friend of ours, guy's got some dough. And he has a Tesla Roadster, that all-electric, like, Ferrari-looking car. And he goes, hey, why don't you just take it for, for the week? Just lets me borrow it to play around with it. He likes to spread the electric love. This car's so nice and so expensive, it's embarrassing to, for me to drive around. Yeah. Especially because I get out and look like me, all homeless. <laughs> <laughs> People look at you like, why? Yeah. How does that guy get that car? Is, is but, since, since when is rich embarrassing? Isn't it little, poor that's embarrassing? What no, happened? No, no, no. Not when you're not when you grow up poor. Then then rich is embarrassing. It is. Yeah, and I, I can also tell because I live in a, a pretty blue collar neighborhood. It's a nice neighborhood, but it's a it's a working class neighborhood. Since the Tesla's been there, aside from my neighbor the other day, no one will even look at me. They won't. They won't talk to me. They won't look at me. And I don't know if it's that. Oh, look at snazzy pants with his fancy car, or if it's that they think I'm a drug dealer. Or they have a lot of drug dealer really, friends. Yeah. yeah, they think it's really funny when it disappears again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nah, yeah. you're still Justin from the block, man. Don't let it get to you. <laughs> right. Well, the funny part about this is, I'll, I just have friends with money. I don't have any. I mean, everything else is my broken down Volkswagen. Right. Uh, you know, Kate's the only one with a real job. And uh, I just borrow a lot of wealthy people's things. You're an honorary rich guy like you're an honorary Jew. <laughs> People feel bad for me. They're like, he's never going to get a chance to drive yeah. a car like this again. <laughs> Here, take the keys for a weekend. <laughs> Here, you poor bastard. Uh, well, with a neighborhood a maintenance guy and then your little uh, drama, you might have a sitcom there. Know, it's Bring a those cameras back. Yeah, I should. <laughs> so you need to figure out how to make money with those cars while you have them. Right. Because, you know, drugs. borrowing them doesn't really, you know, it, it, it almost costs you more because then you have to use premium gas. No, it's it's all electric. So, well, like the with the other one. With the BMW, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying in the future. I just make Kate do it. Yeah, but, yeah uh, I see know. what you mean. So you need to figure out some way to make money, like a, like a, a taxi service. Yeah, or, drive yeah. somebody around. Right. <laughs> right. Then you won't feel bad about driving it. You're like the chauffeur. You know? That's true. Right. Yeah. You're the guy. 
Ch- Chad saw it the other day. Uh, at a, Chad came to the studio this week, and I was hanging out with him a little bit, and the Tesla was parked out front, and I've been teasing people, like, oh, you know, you like my new car? And, and he goes out there, he's like, he knew, he knows my friend, so he sure. knew. But he goes, it is a little embarrassing to drive around, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just point blank. And I was like, yeah, I, yeah. But the fun, the fun makes up for the embarrassment. Sure. Because it's the fastest thing I've ever driven. Well, the fact also that they see you at all times of the day in your bathrobe in the front yard. <laughs> like they, right. they know you don't have a job. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't look like you have a job at all. Yeah. yeah. The neighbor across the street has asked me a couple of times, so uh, what do you do again? <laughs> I sell babies. Uh, I just run a website. to see your W-2 is what it is. Yeah. They, probably think I were, uh, I, they probably think me and Kate are into porn, like that we're a porn company. Because oh, I just yeah. tell people I run a website. Yeah. It's complicated to say, ah, it's a beer thing, and that we do that. I An saw, online radio show about beer, it's hard to... Because people don't understand that. Then no. there's a million questions. Wait, wait, what? How is it about beer? How do you? Yeah. What do you do? How do you make money? Like, so, if, But if you just say... I run a website. Everyone goes, oh, uh-huh. That's why I don't tell people I'm uh, into bestiality, because it's just, it's t- it raises too many questions. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to know what kind. Right? It's <laughs> a lot of questions. do that? Uh, is you it know, legal? How, yeah. do you, how do you manage the fur? Just whatever. How does one get into that? <laughs> right. Can you set me up with some websites? <laughs> I need to sell a horse. Yeah. Mini horse, right? <clears throat> anyway. Well, we got a good show planned for you today here from lovely Martinez. Uh, now that you know what goes down in Martinez. Uh, we got Jeremy Marshall from Lagunitas back on the show and first time in the new studio. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you. Now, we have Lagunitas on. This Here's the irony that is this show. We, we started planning a session beer show. And we go, hey, I know. Why don't we invite Lagunitas to come on and talk about session <laughs> beers? Which, uh, uh, before uh, one of your recent releases, uh, it would have been ironic because you guys weren't exactly a session beer uh, brewing company. But you came out with a beer that we all uh, really enjoy called Daytime, which is uh, your take on a session beer, right? That's correct. So we're going to talk session beers with Jeremy today. We thought it'd be a good twist on the topic because he can really talk about both sides. Uh, you know how, mm-hmm. how it's different to brew a session beer. We're going to find out uh, what Jeremy uh, likes and doesn't like about uh, particular session beers. We'll do some tastings today, and then of course we'll find all about uh, find out all about daytime and talk about that. So, um, which apparently is tough to get right now. I think you guys sold so much of it that it's hard to even find in the store. Yeah, it went a lot better than we thought it was going to go, and the bottle that I brought is the last one I can find. Got it. <laughs> I hope our lab guy's not listening, because <laughs> it's a lab sample that I stole. That's the last thing you could find? It was either that or nothing. Right. I love it. Well, so. let's keep the bottle, and then we'll, you know, we'll put a good beverage in there and just put it back. <laughs> and send it back. Let's throw your lab guy off. Let's so really like, throw him off. Totally oxidized. Oh, my God. Look <laughs> like yeah. nuts. Everyone in the room can have one teaspoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're going to taste it today. I like it. You know everywhere to look, though, Jeremy. Uh, you know, a lesser brewer would have given up uh, on finding a beer, but you said no. I'm going to that lab. I know that bastard's got one more bottle for me. That's true. <laughs> Perfect. So we'll do that with Jeremy. If you've got questions, 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. Don't be afraid to call in. Uh, Susie Q is in the chat room today, uh, taking your phone calls and your chat questions. Hello, Susie. Yo. Did you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just need a moment. I've been stuck in the car by myself for yeah, like three hours. Had a long traffic drive? Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's all right. It's just... Long drive. People were stupid today. Oh. You have something to do the whole way. Yeah. Like what? Drive. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, all right. Well, so Susie's taking your uh, chat questions. Just hit the chat button on the homepage or your phone calls. 
A few announcements to get through. Last week, we gave you uh, a few details on our first ever Brewing Network homebrew competition. You had to buy the Hop Grenade IPA kit from our store, brew that IPA, and then send in your entries. Um, JP, do you have those details in front of you? Uh, that's true. Say? The um, <clears throat> the opening, the window for accepting entries at the studio is December 3rd. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me make sure. Looks like the 3rd through the 17th. It's a two-week window. The third through the 17th. That's absolutely correct. And then, actually, I got a good question about how, how people should label them, because usually in competitions, you have to put your name and the style and, and you know all this kind of nonsense. But just include your name and address in there somewhere, um, not on the address label, and we'll number them when they come through and when we sort them. Okay. I think it's the best way to do it. You can find out the address and all the information you need at the On Tap tab of our homepage. Just click On Tap there, and it'll give you the address of where to send things. It's right here at the studio and um, any other details that you need. And we're giving away a great prize, the uh, grand prize. It's just a best-of-show competition because it's a, a single beer style. Uh, but the grand prize wins a, an expense-paid, a travel expense-paid trip to lovely Martinez. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I know it. I know. Un- and unescorted. <laughs> yeah. See, you work in a very desirable uh, area, Doc. You work in Martinez. <laughs> That's yes. right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you have any idea how many entries you're going to get? Well, we had uh, 59 kits sold. Okay. I don't expect that everybody will enter. So anywhere from 1 <laughs> to 59. <laughs> if I had to guess, I think we're probably going to get around 25, 30. Um, because a lot of them went after we announced the competition. A lot of them sold toward the end there. So I predict most of those will be entered in the competition and maybe a few of the, early few of the ones, ones, early okay. ones too. Yeah. Um, so uh, you do win a trip to Martinez. But here's why. You actually get a brew day at Heretic Brewing Company. You can come out here and brew with the boys, uh, Jamil and Chris and Beardy over at Heretic. Uh, you'll do that on a Friday. Uh, then you'll probably spend a Saturday with Tasty uh, doing some around the Bay Area. A uh, little drinking tour. A sure. little drinking tour. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sunday you'll come and join the show with us. And uh, we'll interview you about how great our kit is. Yeah. <laughs> and how much fun you had hanging out with us. All right. And how great we are and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. How great of a tour Tasty gave, uh, all of those types of things. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's our uh, uh, info on the on the IPA. First ever BN uh, homebrew competition. We got merchandise in the store. You can get all your Christmas shopping done through us for that special someone in your life. <laughs> uh, we've got hats and T-shirts and uh, sweatshirts. You're really good on the air. Can I tell you that? <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. You say lots of nice things. Uh, for that special... <laughs> I mean, forget that Vermont teddy bear bullshit. Who needs a fucking teddy bear? Nobody. What are you, fucking 10? Nobody cares. Get over it. Yeah. Get over it and get over yourself. Get a hoodie. Yes. Now that's what your loved one wants. Right. Or a hat. Yeah. Or a book. Or a sticker. Or the IPA book. Yeah. IPA book would be a great Christmas gift. That's a great gift. gift. Yeah. For the brewer in your life. Everybody likes IPAs. Yeah. What about glasses? Uh, we do have glassware as well. We've got hop grenade goblets yeah. in there. We probably ought to send Jeremy home with a couple hop grenade goblets. I don't have one of those. For, the, for the brewery. You can show right. them off up in the private tasting room or That'd something. Be nice. We prefer mullet wigs. We <laughs> <laughs> do need BN mullet wigs. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, so lots of stuff in the store. Do your shopping with us. You know, the other way you can do your shopping to help us out is do your normal Amazon shopping, but click the Amazon link right there on our homepage. And uh, by doing that, you, you shop as normal, but they know that you were referred by us, and we get a cut of every purchase you make. And a lot of you have already been doing that, and I, I really can't thank you enough. It helps a lot to pay the bills around here. So at this Christmas season, uh, please shop at Amazon through us by clicking the link on our homepage. You can do the same thing for Micromatic, by the way, if you need uh, tap supplies 
size handles, uh, equipment, things like that. Just click on the Micromatic banner, and you can do the same thing. Uh, do we have an Amazon product of the week? Yeah, they just get weirder and weirder. This week is the El Gordito Cowbell. It's a wrecking ball clapper, and it gives the Gordito a bigger uh, a, a bigger sound. Uh, it's got an antique bronze finish. It's got a nylon strap for convenient carrying, and it has more cowbell engraved on it. Is it for a drummer? What's Does a, one of our listeners own cows? You are part of the mystery. What's an El Gordito? Yeah, what's a Gordito? What's a Gordito? <laughs> It's a, this the gordito. It's a Taco yeah, Bell. What is it? It's a, yeah. is it a yeah. drum. It's like making a me gourd? hungry. A you, gourd or something. Terrence, do you know what a gordito is? Uh, it just means big. Oh, it's big. Yeah. It just means big. Oh, but but Giant in the description, big. you said it makes your gordito better or yeah, something. Right. Uh, the the no, gordito no. has a bigger sound because of its wrecking ball clapper. Oh, that's right. Uh, I see. Oh. I thought it was a bigger sound for your gordito. Yeah, that's so what I thought, I thought too. A, I thought it was a gordito enhancement product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crossover. Now everybody can be gordito. I gotta have more cowbell. Right. All right. So that's uh, you guys keep shopping at Amazon, and we'll keep make fun of you, making fun of you for doing it. Uh, all right. You can uh, listen to this on the move with the uh, BN Mobile app. Just search BN Mobile in iTunes or the Android Marketplace. It's free, and uh, you can listen to us everywhere you go. Which you know that's great. Who wouldn't do that? I mean, really. What else have you got to do? <laughs> Uh, watch yeah. all this live tonight on justin.tv slash brewing network. You can see uh, Jeremy Marshall's uh, smiling face, uh, not wearing a mullet today. Um, but uh, you can watch what's it's happening there. here in the studio. Yeah, it's kind of there. Subscribe and join the BN Army as a recurring donor, and you're entered to win a uh, a $100 gift certificate for more beer each month. Just uh, sign up as a recurring donor by clicking the donation button on our homepage there. It's the little BN Army dog tag. And, uh, you know, as little as two bucks a month gets you entered into that raffle. And the more you sign up for, the more entries you get. And on top of all that, it just helps us keep the lights on. So, um, luckily, it's as hot as hell in this studio, so we don't need to keep the heat on. Yeah, yeah that's just, a good thing, man. We need to keep the lights on. All right, get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. <sighs> Uh, send your show ideas to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. JP, do we have a Twitter game of the week? We do have a Twitter game of the week. This is in response to a couple weeks ago. I don't know if Doc was here or not, but someone accused Doc of making up stories about his life. Ah, right. Because they um, couldn't believe that his wife would allow him to do all the things they hear. Yeah, I think right. I was here. He gets to do. No, yeah. you were here. Yeah. And yeah. what they didn't understand is that she doesn't. <laughs> but he does them anyway. But she does have a high threshold. I'm, I'm more than most, I'm thinking. Yeah, it's oh, true. for sure. Yes. But So I want uh, someone else to come up with a story about Doc. Doc is tired of lying about himself. <laughs> Make up a story uh, about Doc. In 140 characters. In 140 characters. <laughs> right. okay. okay. That's the best way to do it, because it cuts down the long-winded, like, well, first he did the things. No. Right. Just, it's funny. So women and drunks will not be playing tonight's <laughs> Twitter game. <laughs> It's got to be 140 characters. All right. All right. Tell us a story about Doc, and uh, we'll send you a prize to the winning uh, Twitterer. Yeah, I'd like to hear about that. Twitterer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, don't forget to shop over at our friends Adam and Eve. You can go to adamandeve.com right now, and for, uh, I don't know, I guess it's a limited time. Seems like it's been going on for a while, but uh, you can get, <laughs> you can get uh, 50% off. Long but limited. 50% off just about any item. Um, plus, you get free shipping. Uh, plus, uh, you get a free gift. And plus, you get uh, your choice of three free DVDs uh, from categories such as, I don't know, Susie, what's your favorite category that you can search DVDs from? 
Go ahead, please. Group. Group. Yes. <laughs> Group is a category. That's right. Um, yeah, category. There's a point of view. There's anal. There's uh, midgets. Uh, mil- there was midgets, I believe. You can search from yeah. that. Uh, there's a celebrity sex. Oh, there apparently. is. Yeah. Cream pie. Apparently, there's a food. That's not a dessert no. themed uh well I thought it would be like you know like they yeah. well, stepping in like banana cream pies and shit. Like that's pretty all right. It yeah. is kind of dessert because it's kinda at the end. <laughs> British like that. I know. <laughs> like that. Uh, um interracial parodies. Ah. Yeah. Chunky? Chunky, there is chunky. There's also squirting. Fetish. Really? I feel like that was more of a summertime thing. It's probably too cold to play water with water pistols. <laughs> right. All right, so you get all that just by using coupon code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y, uh, at checkout, and you get all that free stuff and cool stuff. And also, it helps uh, a sponsor of ours. So if you're looking for a... Yeah. For a, a special gift, a secret gift. For uh, that really special someone. Yeah, this holiday season. Go yeah. over to adamandeve.com, use coupon code BNARMY. We should just sell like like uh, small hop grenade shirts just tied in knots already. <laughs> uh, then, you, then you pull them out. And are, like, <laughs> are those beads? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I had to, I'm so not used to these things that I had to think about what yeah. that would be used for. I thought... Why are, we, are you going to beat somebody with it? Or <laughs> yeah, we don't hang out enough. Joke? Like, <laughs> just like uh, yeah. I did see on the uh, Adam Eve site they do have a uh, sex toys from Fifty Shades of Grey. Really? So that's a whole section. So if your wife was into that, and you can surprise her for Christmas. That's they, all S and M stuff. It's then. mostly oh. Benoit beads. Are they in order? Uh, yeah. Uh, Start at the top. Star Wars sex toys. Huh? She said Ben. Uh, all right, I'm done making dumb jokes right now. Now I, it's too good. Nobody gets them. <laughs> really? I, I, didn't, I didn't get it, but I heard you say it. I bet it's really funny. I don't get it, though. I, I think ben, Benoit must be a Star Wars delivered. That's what I is said. It, is it? Is it? No. Oh, it's o- not? Obi-Wan. No. Okay. I don't understand. Yeah. It's Benoit Kenobi. Oh, I see. Oh. I got it. See, Speaking I'm not of, getting uh, it. Oh, that is funny. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yes. You know, I went on vacation for a few days a couple well, months ago. You know, treat yourself. <laughs> and uh, Did you take the Tesla? Well, I was sitting around a swimming pool at a hotel, and I'm telling you, and I don't think I'm exaggerating. 80% of the women that were reading books yeah. around that pool <laughs> were reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. I don't doubt it. And with that little with that little dopey smile on their face, too. Like, uh, you knew things were happening down there yeah. for all of these women. <laughs> they were probably wearing a sarong or something to cover up the wet. <laughs> and for some of them, it was an exciting thing to see mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, okay. And others, you were like, yeah, I wish you were reading Reader's Digest or something else. <laughs> uh, but it is amazing. That person is selling a lot of books. An awful, awful lot of awful books. Yeah. How yeah. do you know they're so bad? They could be really great. Uh, I read a page or two. Yeah. Uh, Kate the Great had it around the house, too. And, uh, you know, I was having a little fun with myself one morning, and uh, there was nothing on the TV to help out. So I mm. thought I'd try. I thought maybe, hey, let's see if a page or two will help out. And it didn't? <laughs> no. You know, I got a really great app that you can access your home computer from your phone. Oh. Just across the network. Oh, is that right? Well, you know, just with computers in the other room, like mine is. <laughs> you just do it's it your from favorite your files. Yeah, you know, whatever you, whatever <laughs> that you is, do. That is a new definition of lazy, it's right? It's pretty there. good, right? You can't even go to the other room to beat off anymore. Well, no, I got I got roommates, man. <laughs> oh, that's true. You know, what uh, am I going to do? It's not mirroring over there, is it? So, like, they can see. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All, you know, Schumann's out there watching cartoons, and all of a sudden the computer fires up. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he fires up. And, you know, you <laughs> yeah. don't need that. Uh, 
All right. Anyway. Yeah, all, anyway. It's all in good fun. Let's do some feedback, shall we? Oh, feedback. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, feedback's brought to you today by Austin Homebrew Supply, a wonderful uh, newish sponsor of ours. You can go to austinhomebrew.com and check them out right now. They do shipping uh, all over the place, and it's a great little store there. Uh, check out Austin Homebrew Supply today. Uh, Brew Honky writes in. <laughs> um, I wish it was Terrence. <laughs> Dear Balloon Not Pounders. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand what that is. I think. Uh, what is that describing? I think they think that we're like party clowns and we're doing like animal balloon animals. Are you asking you seriously? Yeah, balloon knot. Yeah, what's a balloon knot? It's uh, for the, a chick's uh, you know one. little thing that she diddles. It's balloon this one. knot. It's this one right there. That's called a balloon knot. It's a little beehole. Yeah. <laughs> Does everybody know that? Colloquial. I'm learning. I'm as old as I'm the uh, only one. Me. Joe here. I didn't make it up. This guy wrote in with Terrence. Did you know what a balloon knot was? No. It's a white thing, isn't it? Can't be. I don't think it is. You don't know. I used to yeah. call the trucker's knot because it's dirty like a trucker. <laughs> what? Yeah. Who, My who, are, who have you been with? <laughs> no, I just, you know, when you're know when you in your 20s. You know. <laughs> you're with a bunch of dirty bras? Yeah. All right. Everyone does. Well, let's see what else Brew Honky has to say. Uh, <laughs> thanks for all the great information and tips over the last two years of my home brewing life. Um... I tried listening to you guys back when I started, um, but I thought you were just a bunch of losers getting drunk on air and didn't want to waste my time. Then I decided to give you a second shot. And I was right. <laughs> yeah. uh, this time you were reading feedback and someone wrote in to say the first time they listened, they thought you were a bunch of losers getting drunk on the air and didn't want to waste their time. But they later found that you were the best all-around source for brewing information and entertainment. It was about two hours later that I came to the same conclusion. I've been in the BN Army ever since. Uh, so keep up the good work, or respectfully, from Brew Honky. Well, thank you for the backhanded compliment. <laughs> I also agree that our show is not for everybody, and I've never made apologies for that. Uh, Brian writes in, Hey guys, the service you use to stream your live feed is now playing video ads with your sound over it. It's pissing me off. Who wants to hear some faggy carnival cruise commercial while I'm trying to listen to JP's faggy jokes and general faggy manner of speech? <laughs> I don't understand what that means at all. I don't either. That's and, rude. And I'm offended. That's rude. That is rude. Sensitivity training. Uh, tell those bastards who run the ads that they need to stop being douches, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's something. I don't understand why it would be doing that. And I've tested our ad service, and they play as what's called a pre-roll, and then they go away. So if the ad is staying on while you're listening... I don't understand. What is it? Just loop back? It doesn't even. I th- I the think whole it, concept doesn't make sense. I think it interrupts uh, when we were doing the Bruce Strong on Friday. People were were saying, like, "Why are they playing a commercial over them talking?" Oh, so I think so, it just it pops up. Like I watch um, uh, some international sports uh-huh. illegally online, and, and it'll it'll do that too. Like uh, every five minutes or something, it'll pop an ad up. It'll. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh, I can turn that off. They're not paying me squat for that anyway. It's it's you know it's based on hits and. We have a lot of hits, and they're paying squat for them. So I, I'll just turn it off. That's yeah. fine. I can do that. All right. Okay, well, Go good. On. Thanks for the feedback, Brian. Um, <clears throat> I think this is... I can't tell if this is one or two emails here, JP. Oh. Right here. Here, here. Uh, that is that is one email. That's in response to the uh, person who wrote in last week asking if they can cl- um, 
culture uh, Brett, 100% Brett from that bottle of Brux. Ah, okay. Uh, hey, guys, in Bevo, I ended up emailing Vinny about the strain of Brett used uh, for bottle conditioning. I copied and pasted his response below. See, that Vinny's quick. Yeah. I, th- I said it might take him a year to get back to you, but he did it in a week. Uh, he's known to be pretty good at it. Oh, boy. It takes him a while to get back to Justin. All right. Well, he's not brewing a lot. I mean, what the hell is he going to do? Uh, Vinny wrote back, hey, Andrew, thanks for the email. Actually, the dregs of Brux is a mix of three uh, of three yeasts, the base yeast, Saccharomyces, and a mix of Saccharomyces and Brett. Uh, there is only 100,000 cells of Brett in the bottle also. With that said, the base yeast is French Saison yeast from Y yeast, and the bottle conditioning is Y yeast Brett Brux uh, and T58 from Saf Brew. If we do this again, uh, we would not use Saf Brew T58. I would replace it with a wine yeast. Um, so, again, the mix in the bottle is only one part Brett and nine parts sack. Thanks for the info. Um, th- this is from now from Andrew. Thanks again. I had no idea that uh, Vinny was such an outreachy guy. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. No, he's always no, been cool that's about his that. reputation. I know. He's always, and I make fun of him for it every time he comes on the show, and he goes, No, you're the idiot who doesn't answer emails. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, there you go. Um, thanks for sending us the answer back, too, so we could share with everybody. Tim from Colorado Springs writes in, I recently won first place in a homebrew competition, and no thanks to you fucknuts. Oh. Huh. Hey. I entered two beers into the Colorado State Fair homebrew comp back in August. One beer, an apricot blondale, won the gold medal in the fruit beer category. The funny thing about that is I brewed this beer from an extract kit from Northern Brewer back in March of 2012. Uh, I really didn't even know what I was doing back then. Um, I didn't discover the show till April. Since then, I've learned so much from Bruce Strong and the session, having gone back and listened to much of the archives. I'm stoked because I have all the knowledge now and having brewed three times with success. Blah, blah. Uh, keep being awesome, JP. Tim. <laughs> keep I don't understand awesome, the JP. point, but I'm glad you won a competition and we didn't help. No. Uh, Chad writes in, uh, greetings, asshats. Uh why the fuck do all breweries insist on bottling specialty and one-off beers in fucking 22-ounce bombers or 750 mils? I hate it, and I want to see it change. Reason number one. Almost all specialty beers are huge on alcohol. I don't need to drink two glasses worth of 9% beer. Reason two. Most brew pubs serve their high-alcohol beers in 8-ounce glasses. By the way, he's cussing every other every fourth word. I'm, I'm, I'm just skipping over. No wonder he drinks he's very. Long. He's very angry. 8-ounce uh, glasses to avoid overpouring. Uh, why would you sell 22 ounces? Uh, reason three, if I owned a brewery, if I owned a brewery, <laughs> if I did it, you can hear, hey, you know, if I owned a brewery, it would go like this. Uh, if I owned a brewery, I would sell all my year-round beer in bombers and my specialty beer in 12-ounce. Yeah, see? That way, the specialty beer can make it a bit farther in distribution. Maybe this doesn't make sense financially, but it somehow does to me. I mean, who cares about the bank account, right? You're just making <laughs> beer, aren't you? Yeah, see? Uh, now he says he's done ranting. Um, and now I hate myself for rambling because you will probably never read this. Oh, we will read it. <laughs> oh, we will read it and you will get abused for it. He's also uh, really hammered. I, I took out the other three-fourths of his email, which oh. gave his like drunk of the week stats. He's been drinking a bunch of 9% beers and then decided to write that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't like it, but I will drink them and buy them and consume them and then wonder why people well, have them for sale. He's only drinking them out of eight-ounce glasses in his defense. Oh, well, that's true then. <laughs> so, his last dig, he wants to say suck it to Spider Wrangler in the forum for responding to every forum post before anyone else has a chance to. He's angry yeah, yeah. about a lot of things. Uh, Jeremy, any insight into why <laughs> all specialty beers are in big bottles? 
We're working on a solution for this guy. We're going to start putting all 22-ounce, 12% beers in six-packs. <laughs> I love it. That's what we're thinking. Yeah, I think you have solved the problem already. It's a really big six-pack, so if you're a, a big guy, it looks normal. Right. <laughs> right. So if you're most of our listeners, it yeah. will look like a regular size six-pack. I only have six-pack. Love it. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I think Jeremy said it all. Uh, Justin Williams writes in, Hey, guys, I'm a new listener. I love the session. You guys are awesome. I'm streaming from the app. You guys are saying it's Mother's Day. Do you play reruns often? Thanks from Justin Williams. Um, yes, uh, we do. play All week long when we're not live, you are listening to um, about five years of, of archived shows. So, yeah, that's... Uh, there you go. What do you think? We're not, we're not live twenty four seven. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What do people think that it happens around here? We just know. sit in here every hour of every day. We should. Justin couldn't afford to pay us for twenty four hours. <laughs> right. A lot of zeros. I would have to at least quadruple your paychecks, <laughs> and that would be ridiculous. Uh, all right, Joe writes in. JP rocks, and we need to hear some of that other show that should not be named. So there you go. Well, JP. there you go. Yeah. I thought you were, aren't you going to start doing it with Terrence or something? Hey, I, if we can, I'm just saying, it needs to happen. You'll have to pay me a licensing fee, but, uh... I'll pay you, I'll tell you what, I will pay you half of what you pay me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Shit. Um, so, I, wait, so I'll owe you? You can split that yes. with Terrence. You can <laughs> yeah. split that with Terrence. <laughs> yeah, and we'll split the rest with Terrence. Okay. Uh, finally, JP writes in. Did you write in your own thing? No, I, you Hope know. he's got a beer question. JP writes in, I wanted to tell you that my cats have been really nice as of late. They are really cuddly and all coming up to me and laying on me and things. And it feels nice from JP. Well, thank you for that bit of feedback, JP. You're welcome. All right. Don't forget, feedback was brought to you today by Austin Homebrew Supply, our good friends at Austin Homebrew Supply. Uh, Go check them out and spend some money over there, will you? Yeah. A lot of money. Spend money there, hey? Um, Okay. I think what we should do now is take a break. And when we come back from said break, we're going to taste some yes. session beers with Jeremy. Yes. We're going to find out about Lagunitas session beers and the whole theory behind the situation. Yes. Uh, and then we'll learn how to make a session beer and all sorts of good stuff. 888-401-BEER. That's our number if you want to call in and ask questions. You can also join the chat room uh, and, and hang out with the other bozos in there having a good time. And you can send us your questions that way. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. 
Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own Magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. This is www.thebrewing.com. 
Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Guru Network. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. We're hanging out with Jeremy Marshall from Lagunitas. He's the brewmaster up there. And uh, i got to find out before we dive into session beers too far here, uh, the new stuff that's going on at uh, Lagunitas. You have a brand new brew house since the last time we've spoken to you, I think. That is correct. How's that going? Uh, it's going pretty pretty good. Uh, so, I mean, do you want to know about like the last five minutes <laughs> or just today? How does it usually work? Yeah, Past like week? I want to know if, I want to know where you spend your time now that you have two fully functional brew houses going. Well, luckily, uh, the old one is sleeping and we're using it to only do project brews. Oh, that's cool. And uh, so, and Imperial Stout. I was under the impression that to meet the capacity that your popularity has, has demanded, you'd have to run two full brew houses. That will come. It will, okay. Yeah, but right now the, the tired one is sleeping and the new one is running, and everything's running uh, 24-7 already. Right. Uh, we didn't beef up uh, filtration, and we're in the process of be- beefing up uh, packaging because everything needs to be proportionate to each other to keep the traffic flowing. So I see. So, uh, so filtration's going to go to 24-7, which for any brewers listening, you know what that means. That means whiny brewers. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, but brewing has always been 24-7 and it's, it actually went really well. So to make the transition, mm-hmm. I can't help but think, so I haven't seen your new brew house, but I've seen your old brew house mm-hmm. and it's kind of badass. And I kind of feel now that you're like a spoiled kid, that your spare brew house is so badass and it's just sitting there. You're like a kid in Martinez driving a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of true. The The new one is even more badass. Is it? <laughs> so I think that the, the guys have uh, learned to prefer it. Oh, is that right? It has more toys, you know, more meters, instrumentation, things like that. But German system? Yeah, they're identical. Oh, they are. Okay, so so there wasn't a big learning curve for the guys, uh, I would imagine. Uh, A little bit, you know. The the guys that we bought our brew house from uh, have put in some other systems in between ours uh, four years ago and ours this year. Okay, and the nice thing—they're a really small company. It's just a couple guys. And they're kind of like ninjas. They respond very, very quickly. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of Germans, and I shouldn't call them Germans. They're Bavarians. Oh, you're right. <laughs> they can get very, uh, you know, they don't understand uh, West Coast or even U.S. Uh, hop loading. Uh, right. But these guys get it now. Okay. They get it. And uh, almost every problem that happens in a, in a up-and-coming craft brewery right now is, is usually related to hops. So okay. something blew up because of hops. Something's plugged because of hops, uh, you know, something like that. Hops get in everywhere where they shouldn't be. Right. And so what, you, what you're saying is that they've had to figure out this hop situation, whether they like it or not, because it's their equipment a lot of people are brewing on. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So now they know what's going on they, with you guys. They do, and they seem like everything that they've done, they've learned from and emerged stronger. Okay. So Now, 
you, it was in the news. Uh, you guys at least had done kind of a press release. You guys had ordered uh, a brew system, and and I, what was it? The, one of the vessels got messed up in shipping, right? In transit. Yeah, there was a little storm. Uh, only a Category One, and a, a, a crane that was you know mounted to the to the to the ship came loose and fell on our louder ton. Oh, and turned it into a giant twisted wreck of metal. Yeah, put us about six months behind schedule. Got it. Um, we thought it'd be really cool to still go ahead and buy that worthless chunk of metal, which now resides in the northeast corner of our parking lot for <laughs> anyone who wants to see it. Nice. I think there could be some homeless people uh, living inside of it. So if they're if they're listening, we're we're coming for you. Yeah, move out time is here. <laughs> but it has a lot of spacious uh, accommodations inside, and and a lot of drainage. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but our plan is actually to uh, we got in a bidding war with China. Uh, they wanted to melt it down into spatulas and sell it back to us, and and we paid good money for that thing. And I think uh, Tony is gonna. Uh, do makes make some art out of it. Um, nice. Maybe make it look like it fell from the sky. Okay, and we'll do it at three in the morning. Without <laughs> like, a permit, like all of the good ideas that happen at Lagunitas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like it's already art. See, yeah, I agree. Kind and it's smooshed and in the corner of the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, it's gnarly. It's uh, you should see it. I mean, it's it's by no means safe. It's nothing but rusty, <laughs> sharp edges. <laughs> it's a right. sculpture of a tetanus shot right now. <laughs> It's very Lagunitas of you guys. If you're not from the West Coast and you haven't been to the brewery, you, you might not understand just how um, interesting Lagunitas can be. And so this, you know, any other brewery would have, first of all, been quite upset about the delay. Definitely sent the thing back. You know, I don't need this mess at my brewery. And just taken the new mash ton. But you guys, are you wanted the wreckage. I love it. Yeah, we wanted to. We we looked at it as an artifact that represented all the energy of that wave. Yeah, and here it is, frozen in a moment of time. Nice. <laughs> and so we wanted to like you know keep that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Well, it'll be a cool thing to go check out. Um, now, the other question I have about new breweries is, you guys are doing an entirely new location as well. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, uh, we're we're the five hundred and nineteenth brewery to. Announce building a brewery in North Carolina. Um, so, uh, are, are all these breweries going to be right next to each other? Is there going to be Brewery Row? They are. It's going to be kind of like uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> strip. This strip. Yeah. And actually, that's a good concept. You know. I would support that. And listen, us beer nerds would go to it. You know that. Oh, we would yeah. make, we would Disneyland. Va- we yeah. would vacation there. Yeah. You should put a train right through the, all the breweries. <laughs> a monorail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and at least a hotel. And, and a strip club. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and a machine to remove farts from the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Did they make that? <laughs> that if they didn't they're doing it now well, well, if, you ask, if you ask stone they could probably find some way to you know, <laughs> claim all that figuring it out right now. Yeah, capture it. how big is this new facility going to be compared to your your new brew house here in petaluma well i should start by mentioning that it's actually in chicago okay, uh, which is right. uh, a, a natural for us we have a strong uh, chicago connection uh the the owners of the brewery are from chicago born and raised um the you know the the owners, or my boss owner, Tony, his sister is the, the main, you know, that's her area. She's a, in sales. Okay. And uh, even our, our, our lab guy, John, is a Chicago uh, former Goose Islander. So there's there's a there's a giant connection going on right here. And, and so uh, other than that, it's going to be identical. Same brew house. 
uh, same uh, fermenters. Uh, we're, we're copying uh, the same filtration setup, packaging. We're even going to pick up some equipment in Petaluma mm-hmm. and send it over to Chicago. And we simply just looked at what we were spending on uh, shipping, uh, you know, east of the Rockies, which is a kind of very fast-growing market. And we calculated the exact diesel cost and number of fluid ounces in every okay. bottle. Yeah. And we found out this bankrolled the entire brewery. Wow. And and we're massively strained. I mean, you know what it's like around here. Everything is, is, is kissing everything else around it. There's no space. Uh, yeah. It's hard to do business. Uh, it's not that we don't love Northern California. It's just uh, you need somewhere where you can kind of breathe and reach out. So, okay. So uh, we're going to be moving to the... Uh, Cinespace uh, movie stage complex. It's a, it's a, actually a movie studio. It's huge. Nice. And we're taking over a little section of it where a uh, exterior railroad rattles the cameras just a fraction of a millimeter. I see. And they don't want to have anything to do with this particular area. Okay. I don't think they know how loud we're going to be <laughs> once we're there. Yeah, right. Um, and you just mean the music. You're not even talking about the brewery oh, yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah just, we, <laughs> just the parties. We listen to awful music. <laughs> Um, so, uh, but that, you know, that's, it's going to be interesting because the, the bar is going to fire up ahead of the brewery or the, the tap room mm-hmm. and it's going to be populated by gaffers and grips, right? Best boys, <laughs> JP's favorite Foley yeah. artists. <laughs> nice. I don't know what any of those people do. <laughs> I'm surprised. They make movie magic. I- I'm surprised to hear the, the financial perspective of this because I, you know, I was going to ask. That seems weird not to just build where you are. It seems frivolous. It seems other than the saving and shipping. But you're saying that you're actually, the saving is so significant that it will literally fund the brewery. It will, and it it, it removes the diesel from the beer. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're only going to make as much as there's demand for. And right now, it doesn't make sense to be making it in Petaluma and sending it all the way to Manhattan. Yeah. I see. So, uh, so this was kind of a, a natural, right? You know, isn't bit. that just outsourcing your jobs, though? <laughs> well, within the <laughs> well, country, yeah. Uh, well, I love it. You know, uh, of course, you know, Tasty uh, is such a fan. We're all such fans of Lagunitas that I can't help but be proud when I see stuff like that happen. Like when I read the press release that our boys are building another brewery somewhere else, I just thought. Man, they're really doing it. And, it you know, you're like a local brewery to us. Even, you know, Petaluma's a little far away, but I don't care. The Bay Area is small enough. And uh, that I like seeing that kind of stuff. So you guys are just doing good things, man. It's always good to see. Will you kind of end up being the, the, the brewmaster that oversees both of these locations, Jeremy? Does your job change now or... Uh. Thankfully, no. I don't. I don't really want to move to Chicago. So what we've done is we've uh, we're going to add kind of a, a, a VP of operations, which we already have uh, Brandon, and he's going to kind of oversee uh, both plants. And the idea is to make sure there's no one out there talking about Petaluma IPA and Chicago IPA. Okay, you know it's it's it should can, be the same, even though it is an art behind it. There is a science, and yeah. science has. It's governed by rules. I know that that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, one of our brewers once, uh, we, we make people do cell counts, and he exclaimed once, ah, science sucks. <laughs> and uh, I just thought of that. I don't know. We, we still have those types, so we're, we're a nice right. mix. But when it comes down to it, you know, 
we're pretty serious about making sure this gets right. So I'll be looking after uh, uh, just making sure everything that rolls out from there is the same. I'll be there for all of the the fun part, which really means the not so fun part. Yeah, commissioning. Uh, once it's dialed, once it's behaved normal, um, you know we're going to have a whole bunch of um, you know Chicago area uh, brewers that are going to come to Petaluma and they're going to work for us. Mm. So we're gonna we're gonna be temporarily rich with brewers. It's, yeah, it'll be a bunch of uh, you know brewers being really lazy. I'm worried because uh, you know <laughs> all, all my guys are just gonna kick back and all right, all right now you have to do it. Yeah, um, right. So but then they're all gonna hit the ground running. They're because the plan is is gonna be as close to identical as we can do. Okay, and quite honestly, uh, probably a lot better because it's designed to be a brewery. It's not a brewery that happened. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I, I feel like we could do a whole show. We might end up doing this later on but when you're running two breweries and trying to get the beer the same. But still, at the risk of going too far off topic, mm-hmm. what is what do you think is the most challenging part of of getting these two breweries to produce beer that tastes the same to big fans like me? Is it water? Yeah, a lot of brewers like to talk about the water, but I mean, don't brewer. Yeah, the, don't don't let the don't let the mystery, don't believe the hype. Okay. It's really the, the psychology, you know, perceived differences. Um, I mean, you know, uh, people can say that everything in all beer, craft beer in the United States, is mass marketed. So I get the, I can buy the same hops as the other brewery, get the same malt, it all comes from the same place. Mm. The only thing uh, unique is, is the, uh, the, the water and the guys making it okay. and, and the system. So here we've got uh, the same system. We're going to have uh, the same ingredients. The water, I mean, you can just you can strip water down to, to nothing and then reconstitute it. And we're going to try not to do that. Uh, the initial uh, reports, there there's some similarities there. Okay. So the, the answer, real answer to that question is going to be uh, psychology. It's, hmm. You know, con- yeah. consumers perceiving uh, differences. You know, I'd right. love it. I'd love it if... Pe- you know, Petaluma Lagunitas was a little better. <laughs> you know, you, you go east, it gets a little maltier. <laughs> Dumb it down a little bit. The balance but changes. We, right. we simply can't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's going to be the same. Are the bottles going to say brewed in Petaluma or brewed in Chicago? I do not know. <laughs> it depends on how Tony's feeling that night. Right. I think when he writes the label. <laughs> there will be some hieroglyphics somewhere. Uh, Would you say people are going to perceive it as different? Like you said, psychology, it hasn't traveled, you know, like you said, on the trucks for Mm -hmm. days to get out there. And it might be a little bit different because of that. Mm. So they're getting actually fresher, which might be nicer. Oh, yeah. They might perceive it as being different. But it'll cause a different, to your East Coasters, Mm -hmm. they'll taste a different beer. Yeah, the, the, the exact same beer, depending on what date it's tried in its life as a bottled beer. Until it's death in a consumer's gullet, right? Um, it can vary tremendously, as you know. I mean, the same mm. beer can can be delicious and then atrocious right. months later. Is so. that more of a worry for session beers, like daytime? Let's say, uh, yeah, it certainly is. Mm. You know, the more more the more delicate the beer is, uh, the more there is to go wrong. It, it wears its flaws like a badge, right? So. Okay. Well, maybe when both of these are up and running, we'll have to get you back here and, you know, do the old blind tasting, see if us idiots can taste the difference of Petaluma or... You know uh, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. You know, there's going to yeah. be... So, it's supposedly, these 
uh, beers are going to be everything uh, east of the Rockies. So there's going to be that one market, yeah, somewhere mm-hmm. where the they can. Boat. This this side is Petaluma, and this side is. And you know, there's going to be a <laughs> ton of people, and yeah. you know, uh, beer advocate. There'll be all kinds of stuff. I want it to be a bar on each side of the street. That, that would be interesting. You know, yeah. you can walk across the street and get the get the same uh, bar, the West Coast beer, two different sides. <laughs> yeah, two different sides to the bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the last thing that we want is is ter- there to be a perceived uh, difference between Petaluma and, and yeah. Chicago. Okay, you know. Although we could have fun with that, and don't get surprised if we do. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm yeah. fully convinced that if something does come up, you guys aren't going to hide from it. You're going to have fun with it. Yeah, like if uh, they screw up a batch, uh, and then we have to barrel age it, they're never going to hear the <laughs> end. This is called Petaluma is Better Than Us. <laughs> I love it. I a can't. little, uh, you know what, as consumers would like that too, a fun competition between the two breweries. There's going to be some rivalry. Yeah. yeah, I can smell it already. <laughs> there has to be. that, And that's, that'd be really good. Good story. Uh, like you said, good customer, uh, customers really like that. Yeah. Good marketing. Uh, so my last question about the new brewers, and so, so we can move on to session beers, is: Can we expect some sort of a of a, a several day long party train, uh, like the skunk train that goes from Petaluma yeah. to the new brewery in Chicago? <laughs> it, you know, Lagunitas purchases the train or whatever the hell you guys do, and you do these crazy parties. It's like a three day trip that too. goes from one yeah. brewery to the other. Can we expect that for the grand opening party? <laughs> yeah, goes. That's a great yeah. idea. I, I would mean, love if, it. If there's one thing known about us, it's that we love to party. <laughs> and there's one thing we like even more. We like to party with our friends. Yeah, right. And uh, a three-day-long party, though, I mean, just, you know, sounds a little, I mean, maybe, awesome. maybe we should go slower and make it five days. <laughs> <laughs> there's a documentary of, a, of a, a music tour in the 60s that did a train yeah. like that. You know what I'm talking oh, about, yeah. Doc. And they, these musicians... They didn't sleep for weeks. Yeah, they, they just part. They did the shows wherever the train stopped, and yeah. they partied. And I, this is how I picture the Lagunitas train working. We get a bunch of musicians on there, a bunch of beer guys, all your friends, and this train just goes for days from here to Chicago. Nothing but a party. I would do it. I would do it. <laughs> I would do it too. Yeah. It'd be great. I think it's a great idea. I will mention it to our uh, marketing team. <laughs> do that. They probably fear great ideas like that because Tony. The owner is kind of a nut job, so the, he, in, a, in a good way. I mean, yeah. the, he'll the marketing people will go, "Shit, Tony's gonna love this." Yeah, <laughs> no, that's <laughs> gonna be such a fucking pain in the ass to yeah. put on. It really Tony. is. It's a lot of work to put on something like that. Yeah, definitely. So they're, if, if they're listening right now, they're probably really scared. <laughs> they're like, Jeremy's never going on that show again. No, that's crossing, to mention the Amtrak people, right? <laughs> crossing multiple state lines. Uh, felony after felony. They need a train without any carpet or fabric. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a big drain in the center. <laughs> yeah. And a, and a power washer. Yeah. As long as the window's open. Uh, on a similar oh, yeah. note, the chat room is asking, uh, After Lab in the chat wanted to know if there, if you guys are bringing Lagunitas Circus to Chicago. So these questions will come up. Uh, I, it's virtually guaranteed. In fact, the cool. only little inside information I have is that the... Uh, the grand opening for the uh, uh, Chicago, which will probably be the tap room, uh, is going to be uh, populated by celebrity impersonators. <laughs> nice. And I, I guess they've got some really good ones. Okay. Including some celebrities that are dead. And uh, <laughs> Love it. they got the smell and the maggots, everything. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Actually dead. Cool. All right. Good stuff happening at Lagunitas. Let's talk session beers. And what I wanted to do w- with Jeremy is is just to find out kind of what a session beer means to you. Because there's 
Well, we can talk about this. I don't feel like there's a set definition. In other words, some people are happy with a 5.2% beer. They'll still call that a session beer. Others say, no, it's got to be under 4. Uh, what do you think? You know, I, I think if you got to put a line in, in the sand, may, maybe five and a quarter or less. You're up there. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know. I mean, there's some out there that are, you know, in the threes. Right. And uh, there, there are some, you know, that like obviously ours is in the mid fours. I think even a five is acceptable. Okay. Um, I like to allow that little extra quarter because, you know, sometimes the yeast do do stuff. They go a little further than you thought. Oh, I see. You wanted to call it a session beer. It came out five and a quarter, you know. Yeah. See, I'm in that Hmm. camp. Even though I understand the argument for less alcohol being a session beer, to me, a five and a quarter beer is a very mild. I'm used to seven percent beers and and above. So I I feel like, you know, five... Five-ish is yeah. for me. But JP's mm-hmm. a much lower... 4.9 is the threshold. <laughs> I thought you were lower. I thought you were like 4... Are you being be serious? Yeah. I thought you were 4.2. I thought you were way down there. Um, I enjoy those beers, and those are the kind of beers I like to brew. But as far as commercial... If you're a 5% beer, I'm not calling you a session beer. So under 5. Yeah. Under 5 for yeah. you. Okay. What about you, Doc? What do you think? I think in the, in the whole scheme of things, I mean, I'm in the low like 4-ish or, or less. Okay. Not that I, I really want to brew or drink them, but uh, it's the whole idea is to see how well you can brew a low alcohol beer. Right, it's still tasty, still got the mouthfeel in the body, but be low enough alcohol so you can slam back quite a few of them and not get hammered. Right, so it's kind of the the, the essence of it to get down there. Yeah, but you know, when then your commercial beer, it's it's a little bit different ball game. Right. So you yours is four and a half. You said the daytime. Yeah, it's about four point six. Okay. And kind of walk us through your idea for this beer. Even by the name, it kind of uh, insinuates that you're looking for something that you can enjoy during the day and not get hammered, right? But uh, I think there's more to it than that because you guys are big on flavor. And I know you in particular, Jeremy, you like these flavorful beers. So getting to do that in a session beer, how did you approach this and, and think about it? Well, the biggest challenge was having freshly gotten a brew house designed to do large batches of gnarly wine. Uh, so that's a 27 Play-Doh. I mean, that's our brew house was designed to do very large 27 Play-Doh beers. Wow. Yeah. And then out of the blue, the, they hit me with, oh, we're going to do this uh, session IPA. It needs to be about, you know, four and a half. And I'm like, oh, the brew house you just bought kind of. <laughs> uh, the reason being is that the, uh, the the Germans call it the cake or the louder bed, you know, your grain bed, basically. Mm-hmm. It needs to be uh, so deep before you're going to be able to support uh, an effective filtration. Okay. And and this was a real challenge. Uh, So the first thing that we had to do to maneuver around that was to figure out what was the biggest, like absolutely the biggest batch we could safely do. Mm. And and so we had a, a, a bigger, you know, a deeper cake. Okay. In the louder ton. And we figured out what that was. Um, it ended up being, it's, the number is about 330 barrels, or 660 kegs, for the, the listeners that aren't speaking in terms of barrels. Okay. And, uh, and then that got us our, our, our minimum, uh, you know, it's a, about like, you know, about a, about a foot, you know, to have an effective filtration. Give, give me a comparison. Uh, how big would, say, the IPA be or something, you know, one of those beers? How many kegs uh, would that be? Oh, those batches are about 
fifty. Okay, so, so it really had to go up significantly yeah, we, to get this grain bed. Yeah, and, we had to go up. And for perspective, how what's the diameter of your of your mesh mesh tent? Uh, it's twenty seven feet. Okay, <laughs> so, so yeah. it's huge. You can so, see why it doesn't so, form that so, big a layer. So kind of like a, kind of right. a tuna can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. That's a good analogy. It's a tuna can. Okay, and so, so a lot of grain to get to a foot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so that was a that was a challenge. Um, and you know, other than that, it it and our our thing is obviously always always about the lots of hops. Yeah. You know, we're known for it. People expect it of us. Um, and we're we're a fan of uh, using a lot of different newer stuff, uh, which which is expressed in there. But then you know you often think you can't overlook the grain. Yeah. And uh, so. I think when it comes to a good session beer, uh, there's nothing against adjuncts. And when I say adjunct, I mean them all. Like so, so corn and rice if you're into that sort of thing. But definitely uh, rye, oats, spelt, sorghum. Okay, something that can impart a a, a nice uh, little bit of graininess. Yeah, is important in there. Let's taste some of these other examples that we have while we're talking about this so that we can maybe pick out some of the things that we like and don't like. Now, you had the shift from New Belgium first okay. uh, earlier on in the show. Have you had that before tonight? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. So we've been liking this beer quite a bit lately. Uh, somebody just picked some up. We just happened to have it. And um, Now, that's a lager too, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's barely a session beer by our definition. We just discussed this one clocks in at 5. At 5, right there. Okay. And I'm not sure if they're using adjuncts in this beer or not. Is that what we're drinking right here? Uh, no, the glasses oh, are full sale session. Ah, okay. Well, that's another good example, too. Um, in fact, it's interesting how close session tastes to shift. And is session a lager also? Yep. Yes, it is. It's a 5.1. Let's try them side by side. Okay. Yeah, there you go. You've got the shift in front of you there. It's a it's a good point that you make to to go that you're not afraid to use adjuncts in in a, a lower alcohol beer, um, whether you're looking for flavor or body or what, right? Yeah, a lot of people have these definitions about what is craft beer. You know, is it are you small? Do you use no rice and corn? Uh, is it is it one one batch all the way through? In other words, no intentional blending. Mm-hmm. Those are all definitions I like to throw out there. Uh, but really, uh, I I. I don't think any of those apply. I got nothing against the use of rice and corn, mm-hmm. and and I think that it's fully acceptable for uh, a, a session beer. Yeah, you know we've talked about that on this show for for years. I think Doc was the first one to come in here and you know talk us through making lagers and stuff, and always said, "Yeah, I have nothing against using corn in a beer. It's just corn another rice. ingredient that yeah, you right. can use, and it doesn't. It's there's nothing evil about it, just because a company you may or may not like uses it." Yeah, you can always paint a better painting if you got more colors on your palette. Yeah, so. right, Scott. But is rice and corn going to add much, you know, background character to the beer? Isn't that just going to make it light? And in session beers, to me, what you're trying to do is, like you mentioned, like the some of the like sour gum and rye and stuff like that malts that will show up in the finished beer. You know, I t- I t- yeah, rice and, rice and corn may not do that as much. Well, but that's what Vinny did with Plant of the Elder. He put sugar. Sugar is an adjunct, isn't it? Yeah, but he's not making a session beer. He's making a no, but he's trying to make a drier. But, it, but it's the same. But it's the same thing, right? The principle. It's the principle is the same thing. He's adding something that's not traditionally added to a beer. Well, I mean, I guess traditionally you can blur the line there, but right. he's adding something other than straight malted barley to yeah, but, to, yeah, but to, just adding no, to hide the final product. Right, right? but it, has, it adds no malt character to the beer, even in, in a pint right. of the elder. Hmm. I'm saying in a session beer, malt's all you got to say. 
Because yeah. in the end, you got to have flavor in your beer. It's got to come from somewhere. Right. And it's so four, you're looking for character. At 4.3, 4.4%, yeah. you got to have something show up. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I understand your point, Tasty, because if you're just going to chuck, uh, say, bags of dextrose, that's a, you know, it's corn derived sugar. It's a great way to up the gravity of a beer without adding, you know, a whole lot of uh, maltiness, a whole mm-hmm. lot of flavor. Uh, that kind of goes against the idea of a session beer, which is, hey, we want a low alcohol here. You're going to be chucking in the dextrose if you're looking for a higher alcohol. Right. And uh, so so that's kind of what I was getting at with the sorghum and the rye. Uh, in, ingredients that, uh, you know, have qu- quite a quite a bit of bang for their bunk, but or for their, you know, they're still adjuncts. Right. So they're, you know, not just malted barley. Okay. Is there anything notable about either the shift or the session beer that, that you either like or don't like? Something that you wouldn't be looking for, or would be looking for in a? Well, I mean, we're such a, a hop forward. Uh, both of these are really well put together uh, beers. I would say that the session beer has more of that classic uh, kind of green apples, a little bit of sulfur. Uh, this is a, this is a beer that my dad would like, and, and, okay, and he would say, ah, that's got that flavor that I identify with. And, you know, by all statistics, the, the vast majority of right. beer drinkers, you know. Um, and w- when I uh, taste the shift, I get a little bit more, though it's also a lager, I get a little bit more uh, a little bit more hop character and a slight uh, uh, alienness, for lack of a better. It lacks that uh, sulfur and green apple and that kind of yeah. lagery. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's crisp and clean uh, with a nice little hop note. But I would say, you know, of 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 these two beers, neither one would be uh, my personal go to fridge beer, I agree. so to speak. Yeah, okay. So, nothing bo- against them though; these are great. Yeah. yeah, and and we don't mean to do that either. I'm just you know just try to get a perspective of where Lagunitas comes from, and it definitely sounds like hops is a big focus as it's always been. Mm-hmm. You said earlier that they came down and said we're going to do a session IPA. So I'm curious how that goes. Do, do you do they tell you a style of beer and you create the recipe? In, yeah, in in conjunction with uh, with Tony, he's he he likes to call himself a art director, and uh, if they let brewers uh, design all the beers, we we'd be in deep trouble. We'd we'd, <laughs> we'd have uh, I mean you know I, I I we got an idea going around of a, a, a beer that tastes like sushi. Um, you know I don't I don't think the world is. Ready for that? Although a lot of homebrewers are probably intrigued right now. Oh, right. They've been doing it at homebrewers for twenty years. <laughs> you know, uh, not even knowing it. Another guy I got. He's into circuit board aging. Says he's found a solution for all the e waste. <laughs> said lead and mercury actually have a nice mouthfeel. Right. I said, you know what? You're never designing a beer ever. Again. Yeah. Stay out of the brewery. Uh, so, so it's like, like you know, sit in your car for your whole shift. Yeah. <laughs> brewers just want to get crazy. They want to triple barrel age everything and throw in a whole lot of weird stuff that smells like shampoo. Um, <laughs> So uh, we're we're just keep it real. We kind of let the let the calls come from down, and then Tony's kind of art director. And we're you know we're Lagunitas is is very simple. We okay. believe in uh, water, uh, yeast, malted barley, occasional adjuncts, and hops. Uh, so you know, uh, you know, eat, eat the fruit, smoke the weed, drink the beer. <laughs> In that, that order, that's one of your shirts, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean that's an internal internal saying. Uh, ever since we made our uh, f- uh, fruit beer, it's a disaster. <laughs> was it? Well, no one no one knew that uh, panty droppers uh, sales would be through the roof, and then the loss with all the fruit. You know, it eats up a big 
Oh. You put 100 barrels in the tank, you get like 30 out. I see. And we're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> Stupid idea. Yeah. Okay. Because we would only do it with fruit. Uh, I understand now there's really great uh, products, all natural derived, that you can add and make fruit beers. and Concentrates and stuff like not that. Not our thing, though. Mm. So. Okay. They're good, but not great. All right, another one that we've thrown out here is one of my favorites, uh, possibly my favorite session beer, Stone Levitation. So good. I can never find it up here, but Moscow found it today. And um, now this one is an ale. The two the, the beers we've tried so far are lagers. I don't know if I've ever uh, had it. Oh, no? You talk about it a lot, and then um, I've never, I don't know if I've actually, actually uh, I can't remember. Well, you, folks at home could probably see it on the camera, mm-hmm. uh, that it's a... Uh, it's a darker color than many of the session beers that you're going to find on the market. Um, it's got a lot of flavor, in my opinion. Um, uh, of course, a lot of ale characteristics. It's got a nice hop character, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yet, it's a low-alcohol beer. When you see it on the menu at a bar that puts percentages, it's almost always the lowest one on the menu. What is it? And, four, four, four. Yeah, four, four, really. Four, four, yeah. Four. That's really... Um and I feel like a lot, Robust. a lot. That, that's yeah. a great description. That's what I was kind of going to say that a lot comes out of it for a, a lower alcohol beer, and I think that's why I'm such a fan of it. Is that it kind of surprised me when I saw the alcohol content? Yeah, it's got a very nice mouthfeel. Uh, it's easier to make session beers, uh, hoppy beers, are, are easier to make because it's another ingredient you can use to you know get some character into the beer, mm-hmm. like 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 mild English mild or something like that. Or what was the uh, beer that Nate had at uh, Triple Rock? Uh, Loose, Loose Change, right? Loose Change, yeah. I mean, it was just, all it had was malt to work with. It, right. It couldn't do hoppy because it wasn't a hoppy style. But if you're making a hoppy session beer, you, you've got that added, you know, flavor dimension you can add to the beer. You do, but I think in order to do that, and I think this is an example of it, and it's some of the stuff I want Jeremy to help the homebrewers out with, is you, you have to leave behind... What is what would it be? Long chain sugars. You have to leave behind some of these, Dextrin, yeah. like because this beer, in my opinion, has a malty flavor to it, mm-hmm. even at four, yeah. even at four yeah, four. Definitely. So there's something's being left behind there. Yeah, um, and that's what you're liking in the beer. That's that's why that's a good session beer that has that body. Yeah, yeah. Is that difficult to do to plan for? Oh no, no. I mean, I guess there's. It's just kind of two sides. Uh, uh, one would say, I mean, it's simply you can do uh, uh, some more. Darker colored malt, especially crystal, has some less fermentables, but higher mash temperatures. Okay, like you can you can you could have a higher starting gravity. Like for instance, daytime is in the is in the high elevens, but you we could oh. have made it a, a say like a thirteen Play-Doh and mashed it in much hotter, uh, and then had. But then you start to flirt with the the boundaries of session. Session implies uh, you're going to have a lot, and when you have a lot of the sugars in there. You know, you might only have two. Right. But then someone else could say, well, that makes it even more sessionable because you got full and you drank even less. Than- right. So, uh, but that's uh, definitely not the camp I'm in. I'm with you in, in kind of insinuating that there's a, a, a real fine line there. I, I don't want it to be overly sweet, I don't want it to be overly filling either. Mm-hmm. But I want. I like a little backbone to it, and mm-hmm. it's still low alcohol. But this is a good example of exactly what you just said. Okay. It's, it's like right on that cusp. Kind of perfectly balanced. It it definitely has uh, more mouthfeel. Yeah. And, you know, it lives up. uh, Human beings are very visual creatures. So when you see that darker color, you automatically expect you're going to get a little bit more, uh, a little bit more flavor, a little bit more robust, you know, a little bit more of a granola bar in there. Yeah. Chewy. Mm. Yep. 
and uh, and it certainly has it, but it at four point four percent, you know, it's still a session beer. Sure. So uh, it doesn't work for me. Okay, I'll tell you why. Because it it's too residually sweet. All right. Uh, maybe residual, but it's it's too chewy, too mouth feely, um, and it kind of just that malt kind of hangs on my tongue a little bit, uh, uh, you know, in the middle of all the bitterness. It does. If, yeah. The bitterness for, in the beer, or the bitterness me, yeah, in the your bitterness life. In the meme. Well, well, we're talking about the beer. Oh. Let's, let's not get sidetracked. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. By you know me. <laughs> um, so I, I don't think I could just drink this all day. Okay. I could have one or two, and then I would just go back to bitter American. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And of course, we brought that out today too. Maybe we'll try that a little later in the show, um, so that we can spend some time talking about Jeremy's beer specifically. I guess my point is, I don't really, you know, I like a session beer to just finish, and then that's it. And then you can you can drink a lot more. But for me, in between sips, it's still hanging out in there. Yeah, and um, and that's not what I'm looking for in a session beer. See, in this in this case, I think it makes me uh, the harder to please person in this case because I'm actually I want it all. I want it. I'd like it to be low alcohol and then full of flavor and body and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy who wants it all in this type of beer. But I see your point, and I think that is why some of these session beers are made is so that it yeah. goes down easy, finishes clean, whatever the marketing campaign is. <laughs> well, uh, I, I want full flavor, but I don't want it to hang out. Yeah, I want it to go away in between. Yeah. All right. Well. How about we do this? We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we'll find out exactly how daytime is made. I'm curious uh, if or what adjuncts Jeremy's using in that beer, as he alluded to those who are in the brewery. Plus, uh, I want to learn hopping techniques for a session beer like this. So we'll do all that when we come back. 888-401-BEER if you've got questions, or just join the chat room, and Susie will get your questions over to me. we got Jeremy Marshall from Lagunitas. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What was Al Capone's official profession? I know, I know. Your next homebrew club meeting, beer tasting, or weekly hangout just got a lot more fun with a brand new pub trivia board game from University Games. In the new pub trivia, teams of 2 to 10 can go up against 1,000 new questions in five different categories. No drinking required so everyone can play pub trivia, sports, science, history, entertainment. There's something for all trivia lovers in the new pub trivia board game you can find pub trivia at your local walmart store or online at rugame.com that's rugame.com bring home everyone's favorite bar quiz game tonight with a brand new pub trivia board game from university games online at rugame.com okay okay what is madonna's last name Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's 
our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact rain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Are you a hophead? Beer lovers of all stripes will love Brewers Publications' latest release, IPA, brewing techniques, recipes, and the evolution of India Pale Ale by Mitch Steele. I wanted to write a book that presented an accurate review of the history of IPA and also provided current technical brewing tips and recipe information. India Pale Ale is a style I love because it has a rich, fascinating history, and today it provides brewers a showcase for all the great new hop varieties that are available. I'm so proud of this book, and I know you'll enjoy all the recipes and thoughts from so many of the world's great IPA brewers. IPA is available now from Brewers Publications at brewerspublications.com and your favorite homebrew store. Order your copy today and take your hop forward beers to the next level. American Homebrewers Association and Brewers Association members receive early notice and special discounts to most Brewers Publication releases. Visit brewerspublications.com to learn more and to find a schedule of author appearances. IPA by Mitch Steele. Get yours today. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, malty character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I've always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind, but I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors, and we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night, with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate, perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. <sighs> oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. What's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer, (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
tuned into this session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. Yes, welcome back to the program, and thank you for hanging out with us. we got Jeremy Marshall from Lagunitas on today. We're talking session beers on the session, and we just drank a session. Yeah, we had a session of it, too. Session cubed today, so far. Uh, now, Lagunitas' uh, latest, well, almost the latest seasonal release was uh, Lagunitas Daytime. In fact, it's now been replaced with what, brown sugar? Is it brown sugar time? That's correct. Ah, oh, man, I, I'm such a fan of brown sugar. When I first got into craft beer, I think I've told you this, that was like my go-to seasonal beer. And I used to feel like I would get high drinking it. I would have several brown sugars. And now I know, of course, it was the high alcohol content. But at the time, I was a little younger, and I was like, no, man, there's something about that beer that makes me high, it's too. It's just special. It's just there's something else in it. I don't know. Uh, that was before I knew any of you guys at Lagunitas, but uh, brown sugar is a great seasonal. We we missed brown sugar last year, didn't we? Didn't it not get made or something? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, so but that's before we got this new brew house. So for every batch of brown sugar that we could have done uh, calendar year 2011, we would have shorted uh, markets by about three batches of IPA. Wow! And so we needed a to, we designed a replacement beer that would roll out uh, off our system similar to an IPA. Uh, but live up to the hype, and so we came up with the idea of, of Lagunitas sucks. <laughs> That's uh, right. And we, we borrowed that from our, 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 our dear friend, Les Claypool, nice. who early in the pr- trajectory of Primus uh, had a bunch of shirts that said Primus sucks. Oh, so yeah. So we, we borrowed that. Um, we, we thought he wouldn't mind. And, uh, and the idea was that we suck for not doing brown sugar. <laughs> Um, but here you go. Here's a beer that we we feel uh, totally different, um, but fills the shoes. Yeah. And we're actually bringing that one back by popular demand. That's great. I hear a lot of people <laughs> whining about there's no Lagunitas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys suck so, for not making Lagunitas sucks. It's uh, it's official now. We I, I know because we brewed it already. Um, so once go. once we brew it, it's unstoppable outside <laughs> of Armageddon. <laughs> right. Um, Armageddon has a funny way of stopping... <laughs> Lagunitas sucks. Right. Uh, outside of that, it's it's hitting. So. You guys will probably even then do another beer to make fun of getting stopped by Armageddon, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Watch out. It's a meteor. Fucking double IPA. It'll only be one bottle of it, but yeah. you'll you'll do something. Yeah. King Armageddon sucks. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. We, uh, we're, on your, uh, we're on your marketing list, so we get your seasonal scent to us. And actually, you know what? Yeah, I got. I'm thinking. Who's who is we? Uh, bullshit. You guys get. It it's not gets, you and I. It gets shared with oh, you every time. Oh, in, in fact, we brought Lagunita sucks on the show, and I read the whole right. press release no, that came I'm along. Sorry, with I don't worry about. It. I'll get on that list, can I, Jeremy? What I will say <laughs> though, this for you. is that I haven't seen one in a couple in a seasonal or two. Oh. I I, I bet they're still going to the Rat Pad to the old house, and they're drinking it. And up. the new tenants are drinking our Lagunitas. I gotta call. I gotta call yeah. Don or somebody and get our uh, address changed. I bet you get all the other bills forwarded to you. Everything comes to my house. Yeah. All the bills, but I have not seen a box of Lagunitas sent to my house. That's bullshit. Those fuckers. Because it says Lagunitas on it. There's new tenants aren't stupid. No. I mean, they think it's a perk for like, moving in. Yeah. They sent. They send over the new water bill. I'll tell you that. Or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> All right, I got to check on that. All right, so we're here to talk about daytime, and we've all got a little bit of daytime in front of us. Apparently, we have the last bottle in existence. Woo! 
In fact, less on the West Coast. It's so much so that we think Jeremy might get a, a lashing for having <laughs> stolen it from the brewery. It's got TP written in blue Sharpie on the label. Oh, Do you know God, what that you means? Just, you just incriminated me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just wrote TP so, on the label. Uh, uh, that that actually is, is taste panel. That's our QA, QC manager's uh, way of denoting it as a laboratory sample. Oops. Uh, so this was slated for a structured daily tasting okay. from which I pilfered it, the last bottle, <laughs> uh, at, the, at the brewery. At least. Right. So, We're pretty structured um, yeah, here. Yeah, structured We're tasting. Structured. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we better fill out some sheets here. I mean, this is about a 60-day-old beer okay. right now as we... 60 days. Or, or right. older. Um, oh, it smells awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's you know still holding together. Yeah, it's got a ton of hop aroma in it at 60 days. That's... Yeah, that's kind of what we And for a small beer, you know, you can't have too much. Yeah, that's what, I mean, uh, personal saying, uh, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. <laughs> right. Or stealing. Less is never more. <laughs> it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a fruity hop yeah. aroma. Like a little uh, peach, a passion mango. fruit, peachy yeah. mango thing. A lot of peach mango, yeah. Yeah, peach mango, pineapple, uh, pine... Um, we, we wanted all of that. Uh, so one thing, you know, I told Justin, we're not going to just kind of give it away because we're not done with this. Uh, the, the way this went is we just uh, created this beer, and it was uh, just kind of a, hey, we're going to do this once, and, and we just threw something out there. And uh, and it was more successful than what uh, we could have pre- predicted. Mm-hmm. And so we listened to our audience where we, we will bring it back. Uh, as a seasonal next year, and then presumably uh, begin doing it uh, year round. Okay, and that's uh, there's enough people out there saying that's what they want, and we we listen to our fans, so we will uh, do it year round. But in terms of uh, you know, we we wouldn't change it tremendously. But uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know if you want to start with the hops, but I mean that's the that's the upfront thing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we can go right to the hops. Sure. Why not? Um, so, you know, it's it's no secret what kind of hops that we like. But let me just say a little bit about all the hops that we considered and what we thought they would bring to the table. Okay. And this will get the, the gears grinding out there about anyone thinking about trying to make a, uh, a, a session a session beer. Okay. Or, or it's more specifically a session IPA. Yeah. Uh, so alphabetically, uh, obviously, uh, you got Altanum uh, came out there, and that's a good one uh, often... Uh, overlooked, uh, real good for pro- providing a really nice lemon without the lime <laughs> type thing, and uh, and then some kind of um, hyper cascade if you're looking for that. Okay. Uh, after that, uh, Amarillo. Um, you know, Amarillo. I always think uh, uh, blackberries, sometimes even a little bit of raspberries. That's a real temperamental hop, as we all know. It's it 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 tends to. Uh, jump around from year to year and sometimes be more pungent so uh and and then we're obviously uh, no stranger to the c hops mm-hmm. so any hop that starts with the letter c uh probably not challenger and uh but uh, all the other ones so okay so cascade uh geraniums flowers uh, it's a good what we call a background hop uh centennial uh bubblegum uh, tomato vine. Next time you're at the grocery store, mm. rub the tomato vine and smell your finger and think about things. Okay, and how nice that flavor <laughs> is. Uh, another another good thing that my brewers like to say about Centennial that I can't deny is cherry pie. Mm. Uh, there's just something about that hop, um, and it's an old school hop. 
Uh, you got Chinook out there, uh, very foresty, kind of walking through the pine plantation and picking the tree you're going to just chop down and put in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what else? You got Crystal, um, Columbus, uh, Citra. Citra. Got to see hop if there ever was one, <laughs> and uh, and then cluster uh, America's hop. You know the wild Native American hop, often overlooked. Uh, so who do who do we leave out? Tasty. So I, think I heard all of them. Challenger. No, that, no, no that, challenger. that's the one yep. exception. That's, that's the, the one, one to that, leave out. Well, there's Simcoe with a C, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, let's we, we're we're alphabetically moving up. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Oh, you see, you're not. Right. So. Uh, uh, can I ask just quickly as we're going through these, were any of these sea hops or any of the hops that you've mentioned so far used as a bittering addition or using something completely different and neutral as a bittering for this beer? Yes. Neutral. The sea hops are oh. throughout this beer. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A couple a, a few of them. Okay. And um and uh all all throughout. Okay. Uh but they don't dominate. So, all right, we got more of the alphabet. Okay, what, let's go on then. All right, so so other hops that that jump out uh, in a very aromatic uh, hoppy beer. Uh, a lot of good stuff uh, coming out of. Uh, and if I get the alphabet wrong, let's just go with it. <laughs> I will um, do that. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> a lot of good stuff coming out of uh, Australia and New Zealand, of course. And so we've got Galaxy. Um, so you know, back to Citra, a, a common uh, complaint, you know. We're not big users of that hop, but it has a nice flavor. But <clears throat> some some brewers uh, north of us that are very highly esteemed, <laughs> that shall remain nameless, mm-hmm. um, don't like that hop because of its so-called cat piss character. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when you look to to Galaxy, it, it's it, it's reminiscent of the uh, the Citra without the P. Hmm. So that's kind of what I get. It, but it's got all that. Uh, all that you know, lemon, lime, yeah, tangerine, um, all that, all that character. Then I'm a Galaxy fan. Yeah, I've taken out the P. Yeah, taken out the P. Yeah, and there's no P in Galaxy. Right. Um, <laughs> You're making T-shirts for these people left and right, Jeremy. I, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, this isn't good because it's very limited acreage. A lot of these hops, uh, yeah. and uh, I understand uh, San Diego is got uh, the lion's share of. Quite a few of the good stuff coming out of Australia and, mm. and New Zealand. Okay, so uh, they're not letting those sneaky bastards. Yeah, yeah. What is with San Diego and all the breweries? Like it's like the cool place to be. <laughs> it is. What's well, going on with that? It's the weather. Well, they're smart. They uh, got a cartel going down. They're they're looking at they're they're playing with hops early and they're they're figuring out what they like and then they're like, hey, uh, if we want this, we got to like forward contract it or something. Mm. Yeah. And they're doing that. And, okay. Uh, so uh, you know, so so a lot of these uh, hops are gonna uh, limited availability, which is why I'm trying to name so many. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think any of the hops that we're discussing right now um, all would find a great expression in a session IPA. Okay, great. Uh, so if we keep going, let's just stay kind of on the Australia New Zealand uh, kick. Mm-hmm. You, you've got uh, Nelson, uh, you know, gotten tremendously popular. Nelson Savin. Yeah. Uh, so-called people get. Wine, I, I'm struggling to find that. I hmm. I don't see it, but uh, it's I I get a little bit of a a little bit of Simcoe like out of it. Okay, with something else. Um, uh, it's it's kind of hard to describe, but that's a nice that's a nice hop, and I don't think anyone would be uh, let down if they just so chose it. 
yeah. uh, for the Session IPA. Um, there's some other really, really interesting hops coming out of uh, New Zealand and Australia, but let's let's. I tend to be really focused on the Pacific Northwest. So, okay. So let's keep rolling there. Uh, well, you got El Dorado. That's a nice new hop. I think that's uh, some of that grown in Colorado. I don't think I've ever uh, experienced that hop. I know yeah. of it. I know the name. Oh, I've never uh, heard of it. Yeah, El Dorado is an interesting hop. It's it's got a lot of nice. Uh, uh, some people say uh, watermelon, uh, honeydew. Um, hmm. You know, you, you get you get your your melon character from that, and uh, so that's you know yet another fruit. And I think getting fruit notes from hops is part of back to the idea that hops don't contribute alcohol or sugar. So what 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 else do you have? I see four percent or five percent beer. You, you need stuff that doesn't add a lot of sauce, yeah, and, and booze. So good call. You need uh, you need hops. So so the, this is your your arsenal. And and I know there's going to be something I'm going to leave out here. I'm just going off uh, memory. It's like I usually think once I get the C, I'm done. Amarillo, <laughs> uh, and then I got to get the S. No mosaic. <laughs> okay, uh, no, so uh, uh, Tasty's on to uh, another really nice hop, mosaic, which so called got its name. Because it 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 it's kind of a chameleon of sorts, and that hop has uh, berry notes, some citrus notes, some uh, some pine or foresty notes. Uh, I like to lump foresty all together because um, uh, I like I like a cedar, mm-hmm. and a, and a new one that's kind of coming is uh, eucalyptus. It's a really interesting mm. uh, flavor to to get, and you know, out here where we are, we're very familiar with what it's like to drive through a grove of eucalyptus yeah. trees but i eat vix vapor rub so i know all too well <laughs> you're all over it yeah yeah i mean that's why your teeth are all shiny <laughs> well, fun to put it on your balls too but uh just the left just the left <laughs> <Yeah>. one <laughs> and stand in front of the fan <laughs> uh so mo- mosaic definitely uh, a perfect type of hop uh you know, avail- uh, uh, it's it's tough to name hops that have limited availability because that's a brand new hop and not a lot of people know about it. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of hops that just have a number, a, uh, uh, H, HBC, uh, something, something, something. And I will say, I, I mean, this is, doesn't help anyone trying to guess our beer right now, <laughs> that there's quite a, quite, there's a couple of those. <laughs> Numbered uh, hops. Uh, but uh, basically, it's uh, <coughs> Select Botanicals is, is, is uh, partnered with, with Haas, so two... Uh, kind of hop growing entities and decided that it's in their interest to work together to create amazing new hops and hmm. they are doing just that they are creating so that's that's who brought us citra that's who brought us ah, mosaic and okay the next 10 years is going to be uh some of the best 10 years of of hophead delight coming because these guys mm. got a lot of cool stuff coming out nice and what's amazing is uh they share it with everybody so you know lagunitas is up there out in the fields trying out all this new stuff and then say some uh, another brewery our size or bigger or smaller comes behind us they're hating all the stuff that we liked we liked all the stuff they hated um so the hbc hop breeding company uh will advance they'll say well you know this hop you you liked it so we'll advance it for you so okay. every, everyone's kind of getting to pick uh, their own and there's at least uh five to ten uh varieties that's going to come out that's great and there's other hop breeding hop breeding programs out there as well um so uh but how how many of the hops that we've gone through so far are in this beer how many different hops are in this beer uh so far about 
five. Okay. But we didn't get to S yet. Okay. It's kind of... Kind of all bets are off on which hop starts with the letter S that could be in a Lagunitas beer. <laughs> God gift to beer. I, I know uh, Simcoe got its name because it's uh, uh, Vinny at Russian River. It's his least favorite hop. Mm-hmm. He he hates this hop. He worked hard to get it ripped out of the ground. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, it's actually the polar opposite. He probably put it on the map. But, uh, he saved Simcoe. For the, uh, for the listeners, uh, Simcoe almost went away. Uh, there was a time when its its death knell was ringing loudly, and it got down to just a few acres. And uh, late nineties, uh, it almost disappeared. So mm. it goes to show you that um, what uh, what what we as as craft beer fans and home brewers and beer drinkers like uh, has such little to do with the larger uh, alpha or bitterness driven market, mm-hmm. which uh, works just like. Uh, U.S. economy booms and busts, giant swings, and and you're you know you're you're either a a, a player pulling the strings or you're a victim. You know that's kind of how that got goes. it. And Simcoe fell almost fell victim to that whole thing. But now it's uh, in huge demand. It's and, in huge yeah. demand, and it's great. Um, I think finally, uh, maybe people brewers are able to to get what they need. Uh, their the farmers are working directly with brewers. Uh, trying to gauge what they need to put in the ground, and 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 they don't want to overplant because they don't want to risk uh, commodification. Mm. You know, they don't want uh, Simcoe to just become another uh, Columbus. Okay. Um, you know, and that's that's a risk that th- these guys have to take. Why? Because the price will go down, and and they have to grow more anyway. Uh, they get stuck uh, with a huge. Uh, glut, and then it's oh. got bales of hops sitting at the extraction plant. Okay. Remember, the extraction, you're talking, you know, remember, uh, six out of every hundred beers drank by definitions are craft. Yeah, the other 94 are the rest. Okay. We, we're, we're the vocal minority. And uh, so the the guys that, that uh, run the global beer market, uh, they still actually call the shots. Yeah. And mm. we forget that when we... Mm. Think about us and all of our crazy hops and our crazy IPAs and okay, you know. So, uh, so that's the last thing that uh, you know that that would bring a, a tear to any farmer's eyes seeing those Simcos queued up for the extraction plant. Okay, because they saw it before. Okay, they were extracted before. Um, so they're cautious. All right, and they're trying to plan. If I could just say a, a word about Simcoe, because I know Tasty's a fan and 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 I've been a, a vocal critic, but you're the guy, Jeremy, who got me to uh, at least accept that that I I might actually like some Simcoe beers, and it was because I just was having a conversation with you about hops the brewery one day, and when Simcoe came up, I just said, you know, I'm not a fan. I don't like it. I don't like the cat piss, mm-hmm. and you told me. I don't like the cat piss either, and I will. You actually would. You were explaining to me that you would get that some batches are that way and some aren't that way, and I didn't know that. I thought if it has this characteristic, it has this characteristic, and I think you had said even that you have sent boxes back that have come in as as examples and gone. I will not take this Simcoe because it's cat piss, and but but there are other Simcoes that don't accentuate that character. And uh, this is a great conversation because I finally think I figured out. Uh, well, I didn't figure it out. The 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 farmers showed me uh, what's going on here. Okay, and it has to do with picking times. So okay, le- leaving the cone on the vine and picking within certain windows. Uh, uh, early picking leads to a more uh, classic Simcoe. Uh, it doesn't have that 
certainly no no garlic and, and and not very much. Simcoe, left to its own devices, has a little bit of cat pee, mm. but just enough to be like right at that threshold where it's like, hey, I'm interesting. But, uh, <laughs> right. not, not like Citra, which can just be pounding cat piss, just cats pissing all over your freaking pad. <laughs> But, that uh, sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, the, depending on the picking time, and, and also the uh, so, you know terroir. The wine guys talk a lot about terroir, but it does matter because you've got uh, three volcanoes stimulating uh, most of the Simcro, Sim, uh, Simcoe growing regions: uh, Mount Adams, Mount St. Helens, Mount mm. uh, Rainier. Uh, all kind of. It's nice when you uh, do get the luxury of going up to the hop fields and, and you walk. Uh, your footsteps look like footsteps on the moon. They, yeah. they leave little dusty radials that shoot out from wow. your foot, and that's important. Uh, but the picking time seems to be king, and so le- letting them hang, um, which some brewers uh, ask ask for, mm-hmm. will lead to different spectrums of, of pungency. And and we've, we're kind of leaning to somewhere in the middle. Yeah, okay. Um, but I know a lot of other brewers that really want that punch, and they really want that just that that dank dripping oily right. tongue scratching <laughs> yeah palate attacking and so right they go for that so well it was a good conversation for me and and, and tasty probably appreciates it too because it got me to shut up a little bit about simcoe and how i didn't like it uh, but just realizing that these things can have different characteristics based on the crop so well forgive me uh, if i missed this earlier you said the, the market for it was turned around because of Vinny's publicized hatred. Is that right? Uh, he was. Uh, he, he was, was kidding there. I, the, uh, it was ironic. Oh, he that was, loves it. Well, a what, little what, bit too much deadpan. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wait, wow! If it went over my head. <laughs> well, so what did turn it around then? Uh, it's acceptance, basically. Yeah, acceptance and and definitely uh, uh, growing. Probably, you know, probably originating from from the state of California. Um, uh, southern and and then northern and and some stuff uh, that you know pop, popularizing of double IPAs and then uh, it 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 kind of kind of pulled it out and also changes in the more global driven alpha market okay and so because it, it is a high alpha hop if you mm-hmm. you know it's it's not like a Cascade where it's six or right. seven right. it's you know it can be fifteen. I wonder if it's also maybe because people were bored with the hops that we had. It's a new, you know, it's a new flavor. It's a well, new, it's yeah, a new way to they experiment. They were making stronger and stronger beers. It means you had to have more and more hop presence. Yeah, and Cascade and Columbus were just getting kind of old. They needed something that had more, more fruit character. I think right, right. something, something, something absolutely different. Because you know, you yeah. can only really change your malt bill on an IPA or double IPA so much, and yeah. then it's kind of boring. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all boring. If you're but. making hop forward beers, the hops matter. That's yeah, exactly. And and so it's just another, it's another, uh, you know, blah blah blah. I, I remember sniffing uh, some Simcoe uh, from. Uh, Yakima Chief uh, before they kind of merged with Hop Union and they had the classic we called them spaghetti pellets because they were really skinny oh. and uh, we had some older uh, brewers uh, from other breweries uh, checking it out and they go wow that's the first hop I've ever smelled that smells just like a music festival <laughs> <laughs> right and, and you know uh, I, I that was that was when I remember thinking. Uh, that's that's a good thing. I want that. Yeah, yeah. I want that in my. <laughs> what is that? Like incense and dirty dreadlocks or something? What is it? <laughs> it's a little sweaty. Yeah, sweaty. It's a little bit of a juin. It's a <laughs> little bit of incense. Coors Light and vomit. 
<laughs> oh, just certainly not that. Yeah. I, I got to move us along because we, we got a lot more of this beer to get to, uh, and we're running out of time. But it, I know we can't give the exact thing, but it sounds like there's about six different hops in this in your beer. That's, that's uh, accurate, and we named all of them. And it also, even though I've never had the hop, from your description of El Dorado, I feel like that that is, is one that's in this beer and maybe even heavily used with the fruity components, unless you're getting those fruit flavors from somewhere else. Well, uh, I, I can't comment right now. Okay. Because that's some of the, I, I like the way you described the use of hops to add other flavors than, than what we traditionally think of. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's not just bitterness, of course, and it's not just dank either. Mm-hmm. And you were actually able to, and, and I, we talked about the fruitiness and the aroma, but the fruitiness is also in the taste. Yes. And it's a very nice flavor, and it sounds to me like you derived that from the hops. That's true, and nothing's okay. more exciting than having the the taste be similar to yeah. the aroma, but com- containing a new component, like the the little surprise. Right. That's and by the way, I think it's rather difficult to get the aroma to taste the same. I, I found them to be completely different sometimes. We're all opening a bitter American now too to try some of that. So let's move on to the malt bill if we can. And 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 by malt bill, of course, I want to talk about mash techniques and temperatures and all of that stuff. Um, did you use adjuncts in this beer? You mentioned earlier that you have no problem with that. We absolutely did. Okay. And uh, you know, without uh, just flat out giving it away, I will say, you know, I said corn, rice, wheat, sorghum, spelt, oats, and rye are all acceptable in in the Lagunitas universe. Okay. Uh, uh, we we leaned away uh similar to the discussion earlier from the uh the corn and rice route okay so that that leaves enough up to the imagination i feel like oats and rye are specifically a great option for a beer like this yeah you're you you know uh let's just say that uh those two grains are alike and that they had beta glucan okay and that's just a a uh a really robust sugar that is kind of uh, it causes problems in the brewing process. But one thing that it does is it likes to get trapped up into the foam, and it prevents the foam uh, bubbles where they meet each other. Mm-hmm. So you got to picture foam through a microscope here. Uh, it it prevents liquid from draining. Remember, mm. foam is just beer. Okay, glucans, and they're also uh, known for their uh, con- contribution to mouthfeel. So when you brew a session beer, uh, you you really get caught up with uh, you could potentially have something very very empty and thin tasting thin yeah exactly okay and, and when you're going to hop it out the ass too you you really need some kind of uh, maltiness and and you need some chewiness otherwise you end up with a hop tea which otherwise you end up with with hop pop or, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So beta glucans in whatever form yes. are are good to to help and out. You with can that. also get that from flaked barley. Okay, and that's an adjunct. All right, cans are good. It's, it's not malted. What cans are good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the no bladed glucan. Gotcha. Bladed blue glands. Bladed blue glands. Yeah. Uh, okay. Vita blue cans. And and are you in? And what about just? Is it just a standard base malt that you use in in all your beers? Uh, on top of that, yeah, uh, we're just using. Uh, Canadian two row, you know from from RAR, but you could use uh, you know Great Western or Brees or okay, you know I don't think that that's terribly important. 
I saw a question earlier kind of uh, on this topic, uh, thinking about, uh, now you had mentioned earlier um, that crystal malt is something that could be used in, in a beer like this. Uh, After Lab wrote in, um, what about other uh, non-crystal malts uh, that might give more body without having too much sweetness? I know we're talking about some of those in adjuncts, but he asked something like um, like Munich malt. Mm-hmm. Is is that something that we could use in, instead of a crystal? Certainly. Okay. Uh, so uh, the decision there, and that could be in there. Uh, so you got Munich clocking <laughs> in around uh, ten love a bond, and then you've got Vienna, uh, similar, a little bit less color. And uh, the intent on on daytime was to have a really uh, low amount of color mm. because that we wanted that psychological punch when you smell it. Okay, but, but it, from afar it looks like a you know like a Coors or something. But yeah, um, but uh, Munich and Vienna certainly are a good choice okay and you can even go uh especially with vienna you can go in pretty large percentages even 50 percent wow okay yeah and still keep low on the color uh or light i should say your color is going to go up as long as you don't choose anything else that has a lot of color in it okay uh and then you know uh, you want to make sure you acidify a little bit okay so we're we're jumping ahead but that's that's kind of the next tip i guess let me before we do it. Let me just ask real quick with with the use of rye. I've never used it actually in my beers. I've had plenty of them. Does that add a lot of color? Also, do you have to be careful in the amount of that? Uh, not so much. What it adds is trouble. Oh, um, <laughs> there seems to be a tipping point for every person's brew house, and that includes brew houses that fit on top of stoves. Uh, where if you use one more handful of rye, you really screw up screw up your runoffs. Okay. Um, and, and it has a lot of uh, uh, beta glucan in it, but it you know it has that great uh, flavor. Some people say if you overdo it, you get uh, apples. I don't know. Have you ever gotten that tasting? I get bandages. No, bandages. I got just to me too much, and I know it's too much. Just that little bit too much. It just gets that band aid. Like a, u- a used band aid. Yeah. Used- <laughs> oh yeah, definitely used. He didn't even hesitate. No. Oh yeah, all pussy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know the one, the one that's been on your finger a while. <laughs> Right. Uh, Okay. So you got to be careful, and we've talked about that. You know, of course, on a small scale, actually, maybe on a big scale. You know, you could you could do something like rice holes if you wanted to go more on the rye. Right. I mean, that's a really funny story. Uh, We, you certainly could, but we used rice holes once and only once at Lagunitas. Uh, Someone said that for troublesome runoffs, and we didn't know that. So when you at a big brewery, they pack them really, really tight into a, a a fifty pound sack. And and when you open it, 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 it freaking explodes. <laughs> oh. And this happened, and rice holes went freaking everywhere. <laughs> and we're still finding rice holes. Like, <laughs> right. Like One three, time you used them. Yeah. yeah. So so and, and they didn't they didn't do anything for our runoff. Okay. So, but uh, I know plenty of people that have had good results. Okay. So uh, I works would, for homebrewers pretty well. Yeah, I would I would think they don't have good lotting equipment typically. Yeah. If it if you know it works for you, go for yeah. it. Okay. Let's go back to your tip that I, I snuck us past real quick. It's acidify. Yeah, to acidify. And, and which malt were we referring to that you might have to acidify? Well, I was actually saying uh, to acidify the entire mm. uh, mash because uh, what, what you're going to do when you make session beer is you're, you're going to uh, really be potentially oversparging. And uh, so the minerality is important, mm. um, and that's probably a whole... A separate thing, but I would just sum that up with uh, a mixture of uh, sulfate and chloride 
Uh, I know some brewers really, really like to use uh, sodium chloride or, or table salt, not not with iodine. Um, I, I think that that's, personally, I think that's only good for uh, the cows that eat the spent grain, so, mm. you know, a little salt in their crackers. But, right. uh, you know, um, some people even use uh, Epsom salts. Uh, but I would think for a session IPA, I would be focusing more on the on the chloride component because that's associated with kind of a smooth, mellow flavor. Bring out the maltiness. It brings out the maltiness, mm-hmm. but it will uh, it it will kind of slash your hops a little bit. Okay. Um, so that's where sulfite comes in. Uh, calcium salts, uh, sulfate it uh, is a hop accentuating mineral. Mm-hmm. And but keep in mind, uh, like I say, brewers love to uh, mystify water and minerals in general. It's it's like it's really like don't take it too seriously. Just you know, right? Just you know, add add a little bit and chill out. I think you said um, it's science and there are rules. There, yes, and it's not a mystery. <laughs> it's not, and and uh, and don't get too caught up in it. I, I would uh, the pH thing. So let's go back to that. Uh, much more important. Um, you know, there's different uh, acids out there that brewers can use to bring down the pH. Uh, having calcium will bring it down a little bit, um, depending on the base water source, but uh, uh, there's uh, uh, popular acids include uh, lactic acid, which is the only thing allowed in Germany, mm-hmm. and uh, you can get uh, so-called acidulated malt. Uh, I think uh, home brewers should, could really never uh, you know, use too much of that, and it's always funny to give a handful to your friend who's munching malt and watch his face because <laughs> uh, yeah. it's it's like uh you know uh the, sour sweet tarts yeah it's ex- it's just it's oh just, really it's just fun you can taste it right there well, in the especially oh. if you get them to you know oh look at that one tastes toasty this one tastes like this and then you, go, try this one. <laughs> you get a whole handful in his mouth he's he's gonna spit it out <laughs> okay um it's a shock I and uh not. <laughs> uh, so that you know, that's uh, lactic. Uh, uh, you can also do you know phosphoric. Big brewers, really big brewers, like you know, um, they're they're using uh, sulfur, sulfuric. And uh, but you know, any food grade acid. I would think then if I was you know if 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 I'm home brewing, I'm going to use uh, uh, acidulated malt. It's uh, mm-hmm. very expensive, but we're talking uh, about uh, every one percent. Every one to two percent is going to drop your pH by about point uh, one. Okay. So if you could have been, if you would have been a five point five, and you and you do your one to two percent acidulated, you're going to come down to a five point four. Okay. You know, I, I don't know how much more direct to be other than that. All right. Um, it's pretty direct. Yeah. Uh, I think and, I can do that math. Yeah, and that's important for a, a session beer um, because of you run the risk uh, uh, getting a lot of. Um, popsicle stick stuff out of your grain bed okay because basically you said you're going to have to over sparge essentially you're you're just trying to get every last bit of sugar out of the malt is that why we're going to over sparge well i mean you're 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 making a, a a light beer yeah so it's not like when you make a really really big beer you you take uh you know a disproportionate amount of the heavier runnings yeah and therefore the uh the acidity thing that matters less because um, you're taking the high quality stuff okay you reach your volume before you've strained the grain before you've even exactly. done it. on lighter beers you're straining the, ga- the grain as you're reaching your volume and as as the mash thins out got it. as it's going through, much the, more extraction the, yeah, the ph starts going you're just rinsing the crap out of the grain at some point and, okay and uh, it's always important to taste that so you know when you when you think you might have gone too far taste it and 
See yeah. what happens. The taste tells. Okay. Tasty. Yeah. That's what it's all about. What about a mash temperature? Uh, you know, it's there's this is kind of a funny thing because uh, we we went really back and forth on this. You know, the the instinct says dry as a bone. You know, one fifty convert everything. And then it's like, well, you don't want the beer to be too empty. Yeah. Leave some soul behind. <laughs> right. So, you know, 155, we kind of landed somewhere in the middle there. Okay. Uh, I, I think it is important for a session beer to actually have a little bit of uh, dextrin there. But if there's too much, uh, someone won't be able to drink uh, four of them. Right, if you're selling um, it. That's that matters. That matters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if you're not, I mean, it's like you know, you're gonna ultimately, uh, to some degree, brew what you want to drink. Um, so, uh, but if it's too dry, it ends up being kind of a uh, empty, as, as Tasty said earlier, just kind of yeah, flabby, okay. like too much, like, yeah, too watery. Too right, yeah. Much. And we've all had those beers, and I think that's why, in some cases, there was a long backlash against session beers, is because. Mm-hmm. People weren't doing them right. That's so, true. Now that you guys are figuring out these techniques, I okay. think l- we have less to complain about when we try a good session beer now. So, all right, here's what I'm gonna do. I gotta get us to a break, and mostly because I have to piss. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna, session beer. Yeah, we're gonna do that. And here's what we'll do. We'll come back. We'll, we'll wrap up. I, I do have some more questions from the chat room in front of me here. We'll we'll wrap up those, and then we'll talk about yeast and fermentation real quick, and we'll wrap up session beers. I got Big Joe Hurt in the studio with us today too. He might play a little tune. Plus, we got to do some beer news. So hang in there. We'll be back with Jeremy, and we'll finish up with session beers here in just a minute. Listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Where can you still find 795 Nationwide Shipping, a friendly, knowledgeable staff, and all of the stuff to brew for less? Homebrew Stuff. (laughs) Isn't the homebrew stuff a sexual maneuver? Homebrew Stuff is the largest homebrew supplier in the Northwest and can be found in Garden City, Idaho, and online at homebrewstuff.com. Equipment and ingredients for brewing beer and wine, soda and liquors, books, instructional DVDs, beginner kits, and a great selection of grain and hops. Homebrew Stuff also has dozens of free videos online to help make brewing easier. Visit homebrewstuff.com now for the best prices with their match or beat guarantee. BN Army members can take 10% off their first order with the coupon code BNARMY. Kegs, regulators, faucets, towers, carboys, conicals, barrels, you name it. Get your homebrew stuff for less at homebrewstuff.com. Homebrew stuff, (laughs) not a sexual maneuver. Just the best prices and great service on all the stuff you need. Homebrewstuff.com. Putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew 
Group can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare-bones buddy in the brewing business. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Lickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickmanstein, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Don't be silly, J.P. We have beer to brew. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy hops. And HopTech not only carries Y-yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's, Nottingham, and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Four oh one beer. This is the session.
struggle while we fight through the war And I know it's not gonna change the world But it sure feels like it should savvy of me at all was it i thought it was great we're here all right hi justin let's edit it in later (laughs) my add kicked in real quick and uh all right we're back we're with jeremy marshall we're gonna wrap up talking about session beers been talking daytime with him and of course uh we've talked about the malt and we talked about the hops and he gave you a pretty goddamn good idea of uh different things that you can use to make your own session beer um a couple questions that came through from the chat and one that can kick off our topic, we need to talk about the uh, the yeast as well, of course. And uh, one of our listeners wrote in, I don't see his name here, but he wants to know, uh, with yeast, are, are we looking for something um, that's less, uh, here we go, should we be using a less attenuative or more of a malt-focused yeast in these beers, or, or does that matter? I would say let that decision be guided by your mash res- regime. So if you decide you want to do a, a cooler mash you could go with a less attenuative yeast or vice versa okay 
So, so either way, you can adjust for it either way if you're a skill. If you're thinking about these things, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeast is a bag of enzymes. Mm-hmm. Mash is an enzyme creating force. Okay, you can just play the two off one another however you want. Did you change your yeast for this beer compared to say your pale ale? Oh, uh, we did not. It's all the same. It's all the same. You would need to because you've got an English yeast. So. Yeah, yeah. By the way, have we mentioned lately how badass New Dogtown Pale Ale is? I mean, uh, as a pale ale aficionado, you're on my, it's on my top, uh, I guess it's my top three right now. Right now it goes like this. Oh, I can maybe do five even. Right now it goes like this. Pale 31. Okay. Drake's 1500. New Dogtown Pale Ale. Mission Street comes in at number four. Firestone makes the list twice. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> okay. There's nothing. There's nothing but, wrong with that. Uh, yeah. The pale thirty one's eighty four. That's my. That's my pale ale. And that comes from a guy who's tried to brew several. <laughs> yeah, and can't even come close. Liking Mission Street and and pale thirty one, it's like having your girlfriend dressed up in like a naughty nurse outfit. It's I do that. Kind also. of the same thing, but but slightly different. It is. Yeah. I. I, well, I have I, no argument against that, JT. Right. No, I'm absolutely knock, right. It's just, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Pale 31 is 85% Mission Street. Right. Yeah, remember, it's a blend. Right. Yeah. But sometimes, but because it tastes different, uh, sometimes I prefer one over the other. And uh, Put a wig on your girlfriend? That whole list, by the way, fluctuates. And I don't think it, fluctu- it fluctuates just based upon my tastes. I actually think it fluctuates based upon either the freshness of the beer from you guys that I'm getting, mm-hmm. um, or, or maybe other factors that I'm not thinking of. I'm sure you guys do your best to be consistent in the brew house itself. But honestly, New Dogtown goes up to number two sometimes. Drake's 1500 was at number one for a long time. It's dropped. Uh, you know, I think freshness has a big thing to do with it. And well, I, they've changed things a little bit. It's coming back. Yeah, give it another chance. Yeah. What do you drink a lot of, uh, Jeremy? And I don't mean a, a commercial beer. What style of beer do you drink a lot of? If you're, you know, you keep going back to water. I was going <laughs> to say water. Yeah. No, uh, mostly IPAs. You do, yeah. I mean, we're we're known for making a lot of different incarnations of IPAs. Okay. Uh, you know, I I also do like uh, a good pilsner every now and then. Uh, you know. I do like barrel-aged beers, but uh, if it's sour, that's something I can only have a little bit of. Um, you know, if it's bourbon barrel-aged, that's something I can only have a little bit of. Mm-hmm. So those are like beers I appreciate. Right. Uh, there's other beers that I drink to to drink. Yeah. And uh, like daytime was great because I swear you can't get drunk off of it. <laughs> right. Everybody tried. It, you just you. <laughs> right. uh, you probably there's no left. You just yeah. keep peeing. Yeah. yeah. You you pee and that's it. Because there's a you know there is a part. I do think that there's a certain amount of bullshitting we're doing with ourselves when we say, oh, you drink a session beer all day. There's a certain amount of beer that your body can consume. There's a, all the carbonation. Yeah. It's a filling. You flat out get full. You can't yeah. process that much liquid, no matter what the liquid is. All right. Uh, so it, I think it's a little bit of a misnomer when we say, "Yeah, you can well, drink this all day." A lot of carbohydrates day. too. Yeah, and uh, if you're peeing as fast as you're trying to drink, and yeah, you can't get drunk. Honestly. If you just stay on the toilet, maybe <laughs> just sit and do your session drinking in the bathroom, possibly. Just have that's your, a really lousy. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, you've done it. Come yeah. on. 
<laughs> What'd you do Saturday? Oh, it was epic. <laughs> <laughs> I never left the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. I but, just, uh, <laughs> just wheeled the kegerator in there. <laughs> I finished the whole keg. Yeah, it is epic. Uh, here's a question from the chat. Um, he says, Jeremy, since we're talking about um, session beers, he wonders if you have an opinion on why most brewers... Uh, shy away from doing a session beer is it just because of the lower abv um i i actually think that that was maybe previously true but what we're going to see in in uh, 2013 is we're going to see uh, a lot of of breweries roll out session beers yeah. and, and probably more specifically session ipas i think we're going to see a lot um so well, they're going to be able to sell those on a regular basis is the consumer going to Appreciate paying the same price for a 4.6% beer as he's paying for a 6.7% beer. That's a good question, but, uh, you know, so far the answer is, at least in our case, is yes. So, so okay, so you, you're willing now to produce as much of the daytime as you did before? Yes. But you think it's going to be a growing number? You think it's pretty much, that's about all you could sell? I mean, what was your, what, what was the velocity to the market? How fast did it go? Was it slower? Uh, it was, it was snowballing very, it was, it was going up, up, up. Um, you know, sometimes we, we, we do a beer and we, we get like hate mail because, uh, we don't get enough of it. Yeah. And this was one of those cases. Wow. And yeah. we, we don't, we don't like to do that. Right. We, we want everybody to, to get one and or at least try it. And there were some people that said, Hey, I didn't even get to try it. So, yeah. The brewing network would suck as a brewery. I'm going to tell you right now. Our customer service is too shitty. To it almost de- sucks as a network. <laughs> right. I mean, to deal with things like that, because sure. we would just be like, fuck you, we made it, and you didn't get any. Yeah. Get it next time. Better luck next time. <laughs> yeah. It's good to hear you say that, because that's the way I've been talking to people. They go, oh, you know, my order, you know, you don't have stickers in the chat. And they go, fuck off. We'll have them again <laughs> yeah. later. Just fucking that's take our- a sticker, paint it with fucking paint, and <laughs> draw whatever you want on yeah. it. It's See, free, As asshole. a brewery, that's what we do. We go, oh, you didn't get enough daytime? Wham, yeah. brew it yourself. We're actually get I'm actually getting some flack for not having enough IPA kits. Because <laughs> people want to enter our stupid competition. And it's oh, like they're too late. Yeah, sorry. All right. <laughs> Trust me, we did you a favor. Uh Neil Spake is in the chat room. He wanted to just comment real quickly. I love Simcoe. Tell Justin not to be so damn judgmental. Yeah. Well just because so, Neil likes it. I'm you trying. Like you it. mean about Simcoe or just everything? Probably everything, but I think he means Simcoe in general. I am a judgmental bastard. That's yes, you are. That's why we get along. If you liked it, that would be judging too. All right. No. It's only judging if you're on the opposite of what other people say. Okay, yeah. judging poorly with a bad attitude. There you go. All right, I think I got through all the listener questions for us, Jeremy. Are there any other tips uh, you know, that we didn't cover that you might want to give out for, for brewing the, the perfect session beer here? Uh, ones that don't really relate to the homebrew universe. The biggest problem we had with this beer downstream was ice. We hmm. for, we forgot about the freezing point of our beers, and uh, oh. in fermentation, we just set it to the same temperature we set all the other Lagunitas products to, which is below freezing. Higher alcohol. And and uh, and, and uh, we use this. We use a centrifuge, uh, which which basically uh, turns power into gravity, uh, and that's how we get our beers uh, clear. Um, and it's a filter. It's not a filter. It's it's a fast settling device. Okay. Um, it, it it what happens inside of a big tall tank in 
a week happens inside of a centrifuge in an instant. I see. Um, and and uh, when you say icy, that's exactly <laughs> what the fuck happened. It, the, the so ice got down in there, and this this machine makes a grumbling groaning sound. Anyway, gets, anyway, that's when it's in balance. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when it's out of balance, the, the it ice runs around the building. The ice goes inside, and it doesn't exactly uh, lay itself uh, per- a, perfectly symmetrical. Manner. And oh. it, it, it ends up uh, big problems, um, especially when you have, like, a new guy running the thing and all hell's breaking loose. He just and, runs oh, from right. the building. Yeah, it, it was... Uh, uh, so we, we found out about uh, ice and um, <laughs> the freezing point of a 4.6% beer and uh, actually had to uh, change our our cellaring practices a little bit. Okay. I, I think, you know, in the homebrew world, uh, most homebrewers I know, um, rarely ever get their beers as cold as they would like to see them. I don't know if that's still the case. I think for uh, on the on on, on the, the whole, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's probably still right. Some of us in this room, obviously, taste your doc would have been able to freeze the shit out of something. But yeah, I think on the whole, yeah, yeah you're right about that. You almost made see, now I won't make that mistake. You almost made the world's first ice session. Yeah, and we can't talk about that because. <laughs> uh, you know, that's considered a distillation process. Oh, right. So here we are trying to make a 4.6. How'd it turn out? Uh, it's about a 9. <laughs> right. But it yeah. tastes It doesn't taste like anything, but it's a 9. <laughs> yeah. Pretty boozy. Right. Okay. Alcohol pop. Well, great tips on session beers, Jeremy. It's always fun to have you in the studio, and um, I really do like the fact that we've got you in here talking about session beers with us, because I think, uh, like I said a few years ago, people would have laughed at me for that, so this is cool. You guys put out a good beer, man. That daytime was badass. Thank you. Yeah. So it's going to be another seasonal, everybody. You can look out for it on the shelves uh, you know, next year sometime, and then uh, it sounds like eventually it'll be uh, in the regular rotation. But until then, send every piece of hate mail... <laughs> You right. can until you get a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Over to hate mail at Lagunitas.com. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, how about we just uh, refill that bottle, recap it, and you can stick it back in the lab? <laughs> I think but we ought to put uh, uh, Tasties. Put my blonde ale in there. They'd yeah. probably go like, well, uh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I, you we can brew that again. If anybody wants to try it. the Mosaic Hop, I have a 3.9% beer. That's yeah, I want to try that one, too. Did yeah, you try I'm that, sure. uh, Jeremy? I did. It's really good. Uh, I really feel your listeners will really appreciate us commenting on a beer they'll never try. Right. <laughs> uh, Tasty, where did you get Mosaic? From Jeremy, or can you get it from more beer? I got it from a brewer. It was a, a cut that they brought back, and uh, when they were done with it, they gave it to me, and I uh, made a beer for them. Got it. It's like a pilot batch. Is it all Mosaic in this? It's just a, a Magnum in, at, at 60 minutes, about half the IBUs, and the other half are all uh, Mosaic. I like oh. the aroma a lot. Yeah, it's it's a, 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 the aroma is a lot different than the flavor. Is that my opinion? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The flavor is like prickly pear kind of. It, yeah, yeah. Um, tickles your nose. Like a, I don't know how to put it. Like an astringent plant kind of. There's a lot of. Oh, it is totally different. Yeah, yeah. a lot of blueberry going on with mosaic. There's also yeah. a real slick mouth feel going on <laughs> with this. Well, thing. this is the lightest beer we've had tonight. Is it? Yeah. I also taste a lot of AIDS. Is that normal uh, in this hop? I don't know. Is there a no? that? Yeah, it's a pet. Mm. You know, no. the, the, it has to... It's the slickness. It has a <laughs> similar fruity aroma to the daytime, but about cut in half. You know, the, some, the characteristics, I'm getting some of that the yeah. mango and yeah. peaches that we were talking about, but literally, like, just chopped in half mm. on this one. Dry hopped, uh, tasty? Yeah, mosaic. Uh, not very <clears throat> big, about... Uh, 
be like five ounces per barrel kind of dry hopping. And Jeremy, we didn't talk about that. I guess I just assumed that you dry hop the shit out of daytime, being well, Lagunitas and all. Well, the rest yeah, of that's a good day. assumption. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and uh, did you use all of the same hops that went into the kettle in the dry hopping, or did you use less or more? Uh, there are more, more probably more hops used in the in the later side of mm-hmm. our brewing process. Uh, but then again, that's kind of how all of our beers are. Yeah, uh, and so. I mean variety wise too. Like, a, mm-hmm. so even even with that, uh, variety wise yeah. uh, and quantity. Yeah, in terms of you know dry hopping, I mean a lot of people that know me know my philosophy. I, I like I like what I call background noise or a so called companion hop. Okay, and then I like uh, no more than two rock stars who dominate the stage. Uh-huh. And I think it's important to have some sort of rules so you don't end up with the kitchen sink uh, effect. Like the uh, show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I would, I would so, listen. Oh. Finish it because this is a lot colder. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. yeah this is a cold. different beer? Same beer, yeah. just colder. It's Same beer. Be. Oh, okay. It's colder. It tastes uh, obviously it tastes a lot a different. Yeah. You know, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad that you bring up the kitchen sink beer, Jeremy, because when I hear you describe the amount of different ingredients that might be in one of your beers, mm-hmm. I... I fear that you are one of the you're one of these home brewers who wants to throw the kitchen sink into a beer. Yet the product, the result is not that way. So you are walking a tightrope there, where you're putting a lot of ingredients in. Yet you say, "I, I don't want to throw the kitchen sink in there." Yeah, it's actually more. Uh, it's more important to have a fairly disciplined disciplined approach. So uh, up to uh, four grains mm-hmm. and maybe six hops. If you apply that rule to every beer you make, yeah, I think they'll all be good. Okay. Um, the six hops to me still sounds like a lot of different hops. It does. But is, I guess you're just saying that's the maximum. Not It doesn't have to be the norm. Yeah, but up your, two. Your up top. Two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but we rarely uh, will use just just one. Uh, you know, I mean, what, what happens if that one that you chose uh, gets powdery mildew or... Spider mites, or you know, hmm. stuff oh. happens out there in Mother Nature, and if, if you're going to make a beer and you want to do it again, you, you need to think about things. So. Right. Well, and again, I, I think just going back to how you describe the different flavors you can impart from hops in something like a session beer is a, is a really excellent point, a good lesson for people to think about. Is you know, go through and look for the different stuff that you can't add with malt, mm-hmm. and add it with hops in a beer like this. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Uh, and then, of course, if you're doing it on the late side and in dry hopping, you're also not really imparting bitterness. So you can keep a balanced beer with a bunch of flavor. Yep. Okay. Do you dry hop with uh, pellets? Yes. Oh, you guys are all pellets at the brewery there. Yes. Okay. Well, good stuff. Uh, I think a great topic with session beers. You don't have to go anywhere. we got to do a little bit of beer news. But I just, uh, Ron, Jeremy's a badass, and I always appreciate him coming in here and uh, having talking beer with us. I got to get out to the brewery again soon. I haven't even seen the new brew house. So. Yeah, I've seen your new digs, and you ain't seen mine. That's right. <laughs> What's going on? We got to change that now. So this, right is, now. this is impressive. I mean, I kind of miss how ghetto. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Like like when your dad would come through in his boxers. <laughs> <laughs> right. We well, had one ball hanging out. We have all that. Just walk outside. When you walk to your car, you'll you'll see <laughs> There's it all. Perfect. You'll see a homeless guy in his yeah. boxers. I yeah, like we it. have walkers here. You know, in some ways, uh, we're just a step behind Lagunitas, if you think about it. Because, you know, I've seen the old tasting room. And mm-hmm. the old tasting room is similar to when you came and did the show in my garage. That's right. You know? <laughs> and now, I've seen the new... I love your new tasting room. And you got the big patio. And yeah. this is now our equivalent. We're just we're just two years behind Lagunitas in every step fine. of the way. Yeah. Pretty soon, we'll have a headquarters in Chicago. Oh, great. That sounds <laughs> like I, awesome. I can see that happening, actually. Yeah. It's where we'll send uh, JP it, to do shows remotely. You need something. You need somewhere to send him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's less bitter when he has to travel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, wait, but it's the same. Uh, it's not even a new show. <laughs> no, I know, but you'll be more comfortable in your own office in Chicago. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> it's, it's right there on the edge of Harlem. You'll be good. But I'm still co-hosting the same show? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just from Chicago. Let me be clear. Huh. We'll be here. Yeah, and you won't you'll be. You'll be in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, okay, we got to do a little bit of beer news, and maybe Jeremy would like to stick around and help us out with that. Uh, beer news brought to you by craftbeer.com, a wonderful uh, website. You can go check out craftbeer.com, and uh, they do a lot of good uh, reporting about uh, you know current trends in uh, craft beer. Um, uh, they also do uh, a ton of good news stories. It's where we get our uh, most of our information. And you know, if you're just a beer enthusiast and you're looking for something to do for five minutes of your workday, you know, so that you don't have to work, check out craftbeer.com. Uh, what do we got in the news today, Moskowitz? Well, let's start with the bad, a little buzzkill, but we have been drinking session beers, so there's no buzz to kill. So why not? <laughs> right. uh, there are a lot of reports have begun surfacing uh, last week that document damage to several breweries thanks to tropical cyclone, monsoon, nor'east or whatever. That bit Sandy screwed up a lot of people's breweries. Six Point, oh. for example, they're out in oh. Red Hook. Not, yeah. not Red Hook the beer, but Red Hook the Brooklyn neighborhood. Yeah. They suffered significant flood damage, like four feet of flood water, all their equipment and beer inventory. For the foreseeable future, they will be offline. Fortunately, some of their beer uh, is brewed in Pennsylvania, and they were unaffected. So their core beers are going to continue to be on the shelves. And then this one, uh, real bad, Barrier Brewing. They're out in Oceanside, a real low-lying neighborhood. Uh, They couldn't access their brewery for five days, and then when the water finally receded, their brewery was completely destroyed. Salt water and oil contaminated everything. Luckily, they had a three-week supply of undamaged kegs that uh, are uh, in a, a couple tanks that didn't fall over. Uh, so go buy whatever you can find from these breweries. Yeah. You know, support them while they recover. There were a couple other ones, uh, Schmaltz, Coney Island Brewery, and the Bronx Brewery, but uh, the damage wasn't as catastrophic. But yeah, go buy the beer in the in those areas. You know, I've been to Six Point, and uh, I'm at the brewer. I interviewed the brewer there. Uh, video didn't make it out of it, but we did a long video. He's very gracious and a very nice guy. And they're a very small business, uh, Six Point, yet really popular out there in that area. I think they've probably grown a lot since I saw them. That was a few years ago. But, um, man, you know, I didn't even think about that when I was thinking about the damage that was done there. There's a lot of little breweries in that region. And that's just uh, that little Six Point region there in Brooklyn is a cool spot and... I can see that brewery underwater. It's not far from the water as it is. Well, luckily, they have a lot of fans out there based on the comments of the news articles I was reading. Lots of comments and yeah. lots of support. So uh, they'll be getting it. But if you're out there, yeah, buy their stuff. Yeah, yeah. luckily, they're doing, like you mentioned, they're doing some production brewing somewhere else, so they mm-hmm. still have product to sell. I, I think that maybe that Six Point is still just their like kind of pilot and tasting room type of place. But, uh, God, yeah, I didn't think about that. That sucks. It sucks to be small business when Mother Nature gives you the finger. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, California, maybe an earthquake or two, but 
uh, people talk about California all the time. Like, oh, you have the mudslides and the earthquakes. We don't really get ravaged like that. No. Once every, what is it, decade or so, we get... Even less, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, you get the mudslides like in Santa Cruz. Right. But that's really it. There's not a whole lot of, you know, in that in that area, but... And they're just dirty the hippies part, anyway. Yeah, California's more, much more flat and, you know, foothilly than... Right. The good news is stuff. that uh, global warming doesn't increase earthquakes. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it might. Al Gore will tell you different. Yeah, the science is time. still out but, on that. Uh, yeah. Still science. Well, I'm sorry to hear that for any small business, but yeah, since it's our industry too, that's terrible news. What else we got? Uh, Goose Island is getting a new CEO. Uh, our friend John Hall has stepped down as of late last week, and Andy Goler is taking uh. over. Mr. Goler has been at Anheuser-Busch for 32 years now. Wow. And has over- he knows a lot about craft, that guy. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> he, he, he is the man behind the growth of Shock Top, so before you judge... <laughs> Go ahead and judge. Uh, Wait a second. A so first, first the sun, like right after right the takeover, the, yeah. like yeah. right as we were interviewing John Hall. In fact, we kind of got dicked on that because yeah. John Hall yeah. was on the program on Sunday, yeah. and like on Monday, yes. his son resigns. So we didn't even get the scoop. So f- and he was the brewmaster, right? The son, yeah. And then now this, yeah. Oh. Yeah, as of January 1, he will move, um, uh, Mr. Goler will move from AB over to Goose, uh, and in the process, move from St. Louis to Chicago, and Mr. Hall, who's now 70, is retiring. Well, listen, when uh, either Anheuser-Busch or Lagunitas buys out the Brewing Network for several million dollars, I will also be retiring uh, very shortly and thereafter. Moving, and moving to Chicago. And moving to Chicago. Just so you all know, that there will be, just so there are no surprises, I'm giving you the scoop now. The day after there are several hundred dollars put into my bank account, I quit. Several hundred, <laughs> yeah, several hundred dollars. I don't care if you quit. How much am I getting of that? <laughs> you will get a few dollars of the several hundred dollars. Give me tens of hundreds. And we're both. You will get tens of tens, and we're both Shit. quitting. Oh, <laughs> yes. To Goose's credit, Mister Goler has made it clear that he sees no connection between Shock Top and Goose Island. His quote is: "I see Shock Top is very different than Goose. I don't see Goose consumers drinking Shock Top, and Goose is probably too serious for a Shock Top consumer." So pretty obvious, but still nice to hear him say it. Well, I would go back to saying the same thing I said to him on the show. If the Goose Island beer continues on as it is, for example, I really enjoy Matilda. I think that's a great beer. Uh, then I don't give a shit. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Go float on a yacht, dude. You earned it. I don't care. But if Matilda turns into anything like Shock Top, then shame on me for believing that, that he's just an American success story. Yeah, but is he going to hear you from his yacht? No. <laughs> well, Probably not. And either know. way, he's an American success story. You're so right. You might not like the result, but he right. right. And and as of July, I mean, we had him on in July, and everything tasted great, did it not? It did, you know, I guess. Just all, all yachts received <laughs> no, they were the all good broadcast. <laughs> they did. Right? We have, a, we have a, an agreement with the yacht companies now. Yeah, it's all water. We are on the waterfront here in Martina. <laughs> That's right. The Martinez Yacht Club streams us constantly, yeah. which, by the way, is the equivalent of the diviest bar you've ever seen. That's 150 dinghies. Yeah. yeah, it's just called the Martinez Yacht Club. Well, that's the dock they call that. Uh, all right. Well, okay. Go ahead, John. All right. Well, more big beer news. Uh, this one's close to mine and JP's heart. In Canada, sales of Molson have mm. dropped significantly over the last two months mm-hmm. thanks to the idiots at the NHL and their lockout. Uh, between consumption at the arenas and consumption at bars and restaurants and in people's homes, the absence of Canada's national sport has really hurt sales of Molson. <laughs> <laughs> and as such, 
The company, this is the crazy part, the company will seek compensation from the league ah. once the labor dispute ends, <laughs> if it ends. They're real wow. socialists up there. Yeah, yeah. you got to make up for the loss of consumption. Can you please just kind of sit check? <laughs> oh, and, the, and they'll get it. Yeah, They'll probably get totally it because we're not going to send them Molson anymore. Canada's government is actually kind of conservative. Stephen Harper is not. A, they have a lot of the the sort of social, right. but they're not as. They might not. They might be in for a fight trying to get that check. Yeah, they'll get it. Jeremy, is there any is there anything that could happen publicly, like a like a sports lockout or something that would affect the sales of Lagunitas? Maybe like a marijuana shortage. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, something in the minor leagues. <laughs> Maybe if the minor leagues stopped, uh, yeah, if they were on strike. Well, if something happens to the Bears <laughs> in, Chicago. in Chicago, they'll stop drinking Lagunitas. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a good. I'm just talking out of my ass here, but I don't think it's a good testament to your brand if because the NHL is down, your shitty beer sales are down. It's part of it, though. I mean, it is like when when the NHL uh, had their lockout uh, several years ago, and a lot of small businesses and restaurants in downtown San Jose, okay, they lost collectively like five million dollars yeah, yeah. over the three weeks or some shit like that. They weren't Good seeking point. compensation from the league, but... But they should. But it's That's like, not very Californian of them. Obama should have cut him a check. <laughs> yeah, well, thankfully, this is pre-Obama, so... It was a good old day. Obamacare. Yeah. yeah, I see your point. That's an excellent point. I mean, it's, just, it's just part of their, you know... That's a lot of beer. I mean, because Molson's a big company. Yeah. yeah. So it's we are course. talking about a significant reduction in beer yeah. for them to be... Concerned well, about this? It, we, we largely don't care about hockey in the states. But what the equivalent would be: What if there was no NFL? Would would bud sales drop? I, I don't think as much. Uh, there are less NFL games, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. part of it. You'd have to baseball. move. You'd have that? to move something more yeah. towards a baseball where there's games every night of the week. We definitely eat less ribs, you know, <laughs> and garlic fries. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and churros. Yeah, Sully would Don't be eat the churros. Big, man. There'd, there'd be a big churro reduction. Well, <laughs> I cut him a check. <laughs> Don't don't shed too many tears for them because despite the drop in sales, uh, their profits did slightly rise this year compared to last year, mostly due to uh, the full first quarter operations of a newly acquired brewer, uh, Starbev, and because of higher sales in the U.S. So mm. don't worry too much about them. I will not worry. I will not lose sleep over Molson. And that's uh, the or news. the NHL. All right, thank you for the craft beer news today. Uh, beer news brought to you by craftbeer dot com. Go check them out. It's a fantastic resource for all the craft beer news that you need, uh, plus events too. Uh, run by the Brewers Association. And by the way, did you guys know that uh, that Savor this year, which is kind of the food and beer festival, we've never been to it. It's always been in Washington D.C. Is in New York City this year. Well, that's even closer. Makes wow. me want to go. New York actually, City! Because New York is a blast. Yeah, Washington, D.C.? Not so much. Trash pit. It's a little trashy. I yeah, I, it's okay. It's fun to go. You know, you can see a lot of dead people. And they, they, a lot of graves and shit. There's a lot of single I see dead people. Yeah, too. so do I. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, why don't we just, because we got a lot to do. Let's get Joe Hurt up up in here. Um, you're going to have to squeeze in right there with, uh, at Moscow's seat there. What big, are you trying to say? Big <laughs> Joe Hurt's in town. Uh, you all know Big Joe from the show. And um, he's done our Winterfest before, and he's done our anniversary party. His band played the anniversary party in San Diego. You might recall that. And, uh, of course, I grew up with Joe, so it's a family week for us. And in fact, uh, Joe and I spent last night watching The Love Boat until 3 in the Love morning. Boat. What happened on the... Um, Exciting ending. The, oh, the fucking party. The, <laughs> the 
The Lido deck? The Lido deck! Yes! <laughs> Thank you! How do you remember well, the Well, there's, uh, you know, everybody, li- all, all of the cool kids live on the promenade deck, for one. But uh, everything that's everything that's everything happens on the Lido deck, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're up late, and I'm craving, I don't know, I just was Literally like... Literally craving. You know what I haven't seen in a while is Love Boat. And, God, I love that show. Hmm. What did we learn last night? We learned that Julie... Julie never gets, never gets laid. Oh, no. She tries. She's too perky. But, Even on something called the love boat. But she throws herself <laughs> at the penis and never gets the penis. Nope. This sounds like our pre-show conversation a lot. Here, it's true. <laughs> Here's what I just want to say about the love boat. Is okay. that I was craving watching the love boat. But I thought for sure it would be like one of those things where you're you're feeling nostalgic, and then you go watch it, and it's terrible. And you make fun of the whole time. It's not terrible. It's a fantastic show. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you do make fun of it the whole Maybe time. Maybe you're terrible. But it's, a, it's an amazing show. Bevo's telling me I'm gay right now. It's an amazing show, and the, and it's dirty. Yeah. It's dirty. Uh, I'm really? people, they're, people are getting blown left and right. No, and blown? You, yeah, they, We're talking like one long swingers party. <laughs> it's a swingers <laughs> show. Like Steubing's in the act. Captain Steubing bangs three broads a show and you know it. They don't even hide it. No. Yes. Uh, no. Part, oh, of, yeah. part of the show's formula is at one point, uh, who is that? Gopher and Doc yes. sit. While people are leaving, they're sizing up the chicks that they're going to bang on the way out. In a really, like, inappropriate way. Every show. On the show, they're like, yeah, I'll get card. inside that one later. No. Well, they might say it a little bit different, but but it's it's basically that joke. It's that joke over oh, and over again. Like, man. Like, oh, yeah. oh, if you know what I mean. It's like, every, the only one, there's only two people on the show that um, that aren't getting laid all the time. And it's... Julie. It's Julie. Julie is one. But she throws her vagine at every guest who walks across the plank. And Isaac. It's, and it's Isaac. <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> Isaac. He's supposed because to be it's too risky to, to talk about the black guy getting right. laid. Oh, well, I see. Well, because there's no other black people on the boat. Well, never. never. Unless there's a guest. <laughs> there you always find staff. one black guest, but they don't. They don't have the same interaction. They will show them on the camera, but you don't hear them talking. But then they'll pan over to Doc and some white broad, and they're talking about fucking. Yeah. Well, but well, yeah. If they're lo- looking at uh, Isaac, or whatever, all they're going to hear is a conversation about the baggage. <laughs> really, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> he's the bartender. Yeah, he's, oh, the he's bartender. there to listen. Maybe he's no, I, I think, duty. I think Isaac sets it up the swinger parties for everybody. <laughs> you can have, <laughs> they a, just hand a, a little something daddy, across yeah. the bar, and he, can, and he hands him some keys. Right. Uh, and it's probably, in, you know, in Doc's uh, office. Yeah, he's got certain office hours, right? And oh, somebody yeah. didn't do their research about what the social climate was for black guys at that time? Because they put him in a cowboy hat. And bell-bottoms, and, though. <laughs> he's the only one in bell-bottoms. Why would he put a cowboy hat on? Yeah, it's a weird thing. He does kind of get all hillbillied out every time. Maybe it was time. cowboy night on Lolito Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. They did do a sock hop night. Well, listen, I'm telling you, for anybody who thinks that it's just nostalgia that, that makes you think Love Boat is good in your mind, you're wrong. Uh, go Absolutely. ahead and YouTube it. There are several episodes. I'm sure we'll continue tonight. Tonight we're catching <laughs> up with Chiquita Banana. Oh, the Chiquita Banana lady was, what's her name? Cha-Cha-Cha or oh, Chicharo. 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 Thank you. Her mom named her Cha-Cha-Cha. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds right. I don't Chara know what you such people a good name. Do, Let's do it three times. Coochie, coochie, coochie.
Speaking of weird names, well, how's Harry Dicklong doing over there, uh, oh, uh, Terrence? The worst named kid since Boutros Boutros Gali. <laughs> <laughs> is, is is your baby doing your unborn baby okay yeah the unborn baby was okay actually i had a uh, veto a name tucker ah, thank god you who was gonna who brought up that becca brought it up as a first name as a first name yeah so it would have been tucker dick long Tucker uh, Legend. Oh, Tucker Legend. Tucker Legend. <laughs> Which is just as bad as Harry Legend. Worst. Harry Legend just sounds well, like a bad porn on it. I'm glad you have a, a, a boundary, Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> you crossed the line. <laughs> Tucker. I don't remember. Did Soylent come up? <laughs> <laughs> would it be Would it be Harry Soylent or Soylent Legend? Harry Soylent Green. <laughs> It'd be Legend Soylent Green. Oh, God. Uh, all right. But, but everybody's healthy? Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm trying to look up. That's uh, good. You can tell I care, right? <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> this is me feigning interest. You care more about Love Boat. <laughs> I'm trying to look up quotes from hey, Love Boat. They're none. How about just name him Isaac? Inside there Justin's head, the voices are saying, hey. Hey, you know, the next episode's looking really good. <laughs> right, Terrence? Hello. Your child. Yeah, that's all I think. Yeah. Oh, good. The baby's healthy. I'll I put, wonder if Julie's going to get some dick tonight. How <laughs> about they name the kid Isaac? <laughs> Isaac's a good name. Isaac Dicklong. There you go. <laughs> Isaac Lido. <laughs> Isaac Lido Deck Green. Yeah. Uh, All right. <laughs> well, uh, Big Joe. Yeah. Would you like to play us a tune uh, before we got to get going? We got yeah. some other stuff to do. Uh, I know that Terrence brought a, a guitar in. This uh, is a, the Terrence. Joe came up Terrence. on vacation, so he didn't plan on doing music tonight, but I forced him into it. Um, like I do all the minorities in my life. I force them to do something <laughs> that they don't want to do. Right, Terrence? What's the only reason you have minority friends? <laughs> JP has the lawnmower outside already. He's ready for me. <laughs> he's, the, he's got the backpack with the blower. Terrence, yeah. Terrence waiting for the <laughs> landscaping. Every, everyone has a lawn they need to mow, man. You're right. Everyone, it's, Joe gets so many invites from his friends in the Bay Area when he's in town. Oh, come on over on Saturday, Joe, about noon. The weather will be nice. The lawnmower will be out in the yeah. front yard. We got I'll some ha- session beers. I'll have some iced tea that you probably can't have. Yeah. <laughs> JP's in that uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken white suit. <laughs> 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 Everyone has to sip mint juleps on the on, on the, the Lido deck. Come on, you know? every house should have a Lido deck. <laughs> well, you know, you could you could name that semi second floor you have. Oh, that's a good uh, idea. It's not really a floor; it's just kind of a landing. The truth is, I'm going to admit I've already named the two decks of my Volkswagen bus. The bottom deck is the promenade deck, and the top is the Lido deck. Uh, what, so the what, house. What happens on the on the Lido deck? Yeah. What happens on the Lido deck stays on the Lido deck. Well, I think in your bus, what happens on the Lido deck stains the Lido deck. <laughs> I think it drips down to the promenade. <laughs> oh. uh, at the last SoCal Homebrew Fest, Bevo and her baby and her husband slept on the promenade deck while Kate and I slept on the Lido deck. Oh. I hope nothing dripped oh. down onto the uh, promenade So you and Kate... They were passed out anyway. Eiffel towered them. Nobody got seasick? <laughs> no. No, it seemed to be fine. Because they saw something they didn't like? No, because it's all rocking. No. All right, what are you going to sing us, Joe? Driving this train. Okay. High on something? <laughs> I like your shirt, by the way. <laughs> Little, uh... It's about 40 years too old, but that's all right. Hey, I earned this. I know. I switch my feet towards your hips. They're driving this train. When I flew, I knew I 
That's going to be on the next one coming out. It's called Soulful for Your Pleasure. It's probably, hopefully it'll be coming out. Um, Sounds dirty. It is dirty. It's a matter like of love boat quotes. Yeah. Since it's just between us right now. That last song yeah. is a veiled uh, discussion about doggy style. Oh. <laughs> uh, is, oh that, wow. is that why JP was screaming? <laughs> wow! Yeah. Uh, can you write a secret. song about the Lido deck for that album? <laughs> Actually, the next one, Terrence and I are actually doing one. It's it's called "What If Isaac." These <laughs> <laughs> all songs about Isaac. <laughs> yeah, Isaac and Julie sing a song in the summertime here. Uh, why did he become? Why would Terrence sound like Pat Sajak? <laughs> uh, Pat Sajak? Because Terrence is as white as it gets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Where can people buy uh, Big Joe Heard albums? Um, you can go on iTunes and uh, Walmart. Or you can go over to Walmart <laughs> next to the lawnmower yeah. section. Mostly at Kmart, <laughs> yeah. Walmart. In the gardening section at Walmart. Yeah, next to the two-stroke oil. Like a good neighbor. Um, or you just go to the website, www.bigjohurt.com. Got it. You got any show dates coming up? Uh, we got one in Los Angeles coming up. Uh, that's the whole 10-piece on the day after Thanksgiving. So we're going to do uh, some turkey here with the boys up in the Bay, and then we're going to shoot on down and be in L.A., uh, by 10 o'clock on uh, Friday night. Gotcha. Where's that going to be? That is L- at Harvell's. It's uh, right in Santa Monica on 4th Street. Ooh. All right. Uh, I think we got to take a quick break. Looking right. at my breaks, I feel like I fucked them up. By looking at you right now, it looks like the love boat stuff is still going through there. <laughs> it is. I'm it's just still wondering why. I did. I fucked up my breaks. No. Oh, man. Man. I thought I was the only one. <clears throat> Too many, too little. JP, why don't you interview Joe real quick while I play the right spots that are supposed to be played? All right, hey Joe, uh, thanks for uh, joining us. And uh, and where are we doing? We're at the Brewing Network still. Thanks for joining us at the Brewing Network. You can do this. How you doing? You can uh, do this. Wait, interview me like a twelfth level paladin. <laughs> what is your favorite blessing to cast down on an orc before striking? <laughs> <laughs> Before striking down with your daily, we uh, should all take power. mushrooms and really do that interview. 
I think it'd be good. I think it'd be a great interview. A little D and I'm supposed to be playing D and D right now, Joe, and I'm not. I thought you Monday were Monday night here. D- tonight. Monday night D and D. Monday night D and D. Yeah. Tasty didn't tell me that. Otherwise, I would have brought my twenty sided. <laughs> I got one here for you, dude. You want it? <laughs> you actually have one. Yeah, on you're ready to roll. You time. never know. <laughs> oh, what I roll? Oh. oh wow, there really is a twenty sided dice here. Well, we don't fuck around. All right, it's not going to work. I'm going to have to fix it in post. God damn it. All right, here's what we'll do, though. I still got to take a quick break anyway. Uh, Before we do that, you know, if you're looking to build a recipe, uh, especially with the things we talked about with Jeremy tonight, don't be afraid to go over to Beersmith.com and get your free 21-day trial of the Beersmith uh, Beersmith, uh, recipe software. It's badass. Uh, There's a mobile version of it, Beersmith Lite, that you can search. Um, And uh, I know Doc used it in his brew house now, and I used it last time I brewed, although that was uh, quite some time ago. I use it as well. Uh, JP likes to use it. Uh, the recipe base I just read is up to twenty eight thousand. Oh, really? Yeah, biggest uh, one now. Biggest holy recipe crap. base. Holy crap! Yeah, that's a lot of recipes. Oh yeah. Uh, Terrence, do you use the beer smith software? You do. Now that you're brewing over there on the more beer fifteen fifty. All right, I like it. So go to beersmith.com right now. You can check it out. It's a free 21-day trial, so you don't have to take our word for it. There's a recipe site, as Doc mentioned. There's a mobile app version. Um, there's a blog. There's a, a video podcast. I mean, it's, it's everything you need. a newsletter that comes out if you sign up for that. That's, it's actually really nice. And on top of that, it's the only up-to-date brewing software available to home brewers on the market. Uh, he does. It, there's a brand-new revision out right now, and uh, <clears throat> it's the only way you're going to get any support out of a, a good... Uh, ingredient and recipe program yeah uh there was a guy in the chat saying i only make extract beers is that uh, is can i still use beer oh but yes you can 100 percent. yeah absolutely you, you track your ibus log everything and you keep your recipes in there and, too uh, so. w- sure when he does switch over to uh, all grand there's a, a whole app in there you can just it'll, it'll convert it'll it convert you. it all yeah, yeah. There you go. So all uh, good reasons to go check out beersmith.com. All right, here's what we'll do. We'll take a break. Oh. Jeremy, do you got to run out of here? Eventually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to do, do Brew's Line Is It. If Jeremy sticks around, we might do a little Stump the Brewer. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. When Michael Fairbrother started Moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can now find Moonlight Meadery Meads distributed nationwide. And they ship direct, too. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. Moonlight Meadery. Romance in the glass. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? 
The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of BrewVent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. The chat was requesting it. Since when do you listen to the chat? <laughs> For anything. When it's uh, stuff that's ridiculously stupid. Because they started saying cool things. Hello. There's not a person in this room that doesn't know this tune. You want to use a microphone? <laughs> what came on right after Love Book? Uh, Fantasy Island, which I watched also, but was not as big of a fan because Tattoo creeped me out. And he never got laid. And he also he never got Actually, laid. in real life, that's all he did. Oh, yeah. is that right? Oh, he, he was a oh. freak. Really? Oh, yeah. He had a little sawed-off shotgun he would carry around. Good for him. Yeah, and he yeah. Like all do. But he'd take two or three women at once. Yeah. <laughs> how, does he, how do you uh, do that? Hey, You're a fucking animal, huh? <laughs> Uh, well, Joe, I can't wait for our date later tonight where we're watching the love boat. <laughs> Does, are you guys saying Tattoo had the Julie syndrome? Like he did get laid? He did. No, he always got laid. In yeah. real life. In re- but, yeah. Not is, on the island. Which is funny because it's Fantasy Island. But Tattoo's fantasy of being a normal-looking human being and getting laid never happened, right? <laughs> he was excluded yeah, he from He raised the, everybody else's self Wasn't that an episode yeah. where he got to be big? Uh, was this? I don't know. Oh, it it should have been. But it's a good point you make. Thank you. On Fantasy Island, uh, the only guy whose fantasy doesn't get fulfilled is yeah. the midget. Well, they're prostitutes. They work for you. The little person. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Uh, we do have just a couple of things left to do. I want to thank uh, Big Joe Hurt for coming in the show and playing a little music. You can go to uh, BigJoeHurt.com. Is that right? Uh, uh, find out where to buy the, uh, the albums he's got out and... I might try to talk him into playing Winterfest again this year, too. So, uh, always ways to, to hear Big Joe Hurt. I also want to thank Jeremy Marshall, who's still hanging out with us today. I know he's got a long uh, drive back to Petaluma, but thanks for coming in, buddy. And, uh, thanks for having me. Doing the new studio. And I just cracked open your, your new Dogtown Pale. You were telling me that you kind of had this case around, so it was a little quality control check for you. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's holding up perfectly. It's called car-aged. And and uh, you know it's that means it survives all theft attempts too. Oh yeah, perfect. Mm -hmm. Has it been in your trunk or in the? Uh, uh, Yeah, full view trunk. Yeah, that's that's preferred. How do you think it held up? Uh, Pretty good. The hops are a little bit uh, muted. How old is it? How uh, what are we what are we holding up against? Uh, It's it's fairly fresh. It's about two or three weeks old. Okay. Yeah, but two or three weeks in a car is a, right. You know, cars are, are punishment. So all the listeners don't keep your beer in your car. <laughs> car. Don't worry about the state trooper. Worry about your pallet. 
There's another. <laughs> there's another brewer who comes. What if down I keep here? it cold like I do? <laughs> well, that then it's that's okay. different, right? He, that's, he uh, keeps it cold in his car. Yeah, right? I'm always yeah. roll with cold beer. His trunk's actually a, a freezer. Yeah, I drive a freezer. <laughs> <laughs> there's another brewer who comes in here who will leave beer in different places, like on the roof of the brewery and in the car, because he also wants to just check it out from time to time and see what it's doing. That's important, you know. And it is right because you you want to know how much abuse, especially when you're obviously when you're bottling, not just mm-hmm. the kegs, but m- more importantly when you're bottling, just mm-hmm. to see how things. Hold up! I'll yeah. put a keg in my trunk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's called yeah. It's yeah. called forcing. <laughs> right. Oh, I see. Yeah. You you really are forcing the aging of it. Is what you mean? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. What did you do to a nine year old? Well, this one. Uh, this one. <laughs> what are you, human now? <laughs> By the way, no. That was Doc. That was not me. I repeat, uh, yeah. that was not you. Me. Were thinking, although it, it could have easily been uh, right. JP would have said six. <clears throat> yeah. While we're talking about kids, if I can just say quickly. <laughs> Despite Sam's best efforts, <laughs> that kid Abigail is a good kid that yeah. you got there. I mean, it's, it's still the happiest baby I've ever seen. And uh, I don't think you can say still and baby in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> people out. She's past that oh, age, okay. I think. A toddler? And yeah. she lights up the stew. I'm always happy to see her, Bevo. That's the one compliment that you get this year. So. Yeah, you're going to end up paying the fiddler when she's a Thank teenager. Oh, I know. I'm fully prepared. <laughs> no, teenager. No free oh, yeah. lunch. She's going to be smiling and flashing them giant boobs at every, <laughs> yeah. every no, dude in I'm high school. I'm hoping that she'll be like me and she won't get boobs until she gets fat. So like around <laughs> 24 or something. It's true. You were a late bloomer. Yeah. What were you in high school? Like an A cup? Like yeah, you were totally. You were, wow. you were like, I don't even need this bra. I'm just doing it because I'm because I'm supposed to. Yeah, just trying to show some straps. <laughs> she, she's training. The irony is that they're just trying to show some straps. That's what it was. <laughs> the irony is that uh, she, you know, she got disbonded by her uh, her lack of boobs, so she started eating Taco Bell and then they grew. <laughs> right, she's all depressed. I hate my life. <laughs> gordita, gordita, gordita. I forget. I when I met you, you had small boobs, but I forget if you had a big ass then. Did you have a? You did have a big ass. That's a rough hand. Because you were dating the black guy for a long time in high school. <laughs> well, you know, you you were a series of them, wasn't it? Okay, first of all, <laughs> series of them. He was only half black. Okay, first of all, he was only was half black. <laughs> like that matters. First Second, all, I was like 16, and you didn't know better, right? And we only went out for like four months. But did you have a big? Two. But did you have a big butt when you were 16? Probably. I think I've always had a big ass. Right. So first, there we of, go. first of all, when you're 16, four months is like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. And second of all, you know, whatever. He's only half black. <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> Well, the half that Shut liked up, big Doc. butts. I'll tell you what, I guarantee when he when it came time to apply for college, he didn't say half black. Yeah. <laughs> guarantee you that. That means he was all... Okay, never mind. No, no, I got it. But I don't know that... Uh, he He's in the military. I don't know if he went <laughs> he to didn't college. Go to college. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go to college. He was wow. part of the... Maybe he did. It was the, the ROTC thing. He works mm, at a liquor store. Yeah. Probably. And by works, he means <laughs> cases. But that's He lives fine. in Texas now. Yeah. All right, triple eight four zero one beer. If you want to play Stump the Brewer, uh, we'll do a little Stump the Brewer. Plus, we got to play a Bruce line. Is it anyway? Moscow tells me that he brought back the game in its original format. Yeah, they, oh. uh, there is no list of new rules. It's just version one point Right. So <laughs> no rules. I remember us having a little crash and burn on the time we changed it. What happened there? I don't remember. What was the? I don't. He, 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 <laughs> Bevo saying he imposed like twenty rules and we didn't understand. Oh, that's right. <laughs> We're too stupid for rules. Mark. You have to speak in an accent when you answer. It has to be an accent. That's a, that's a good one. An e block. 
you know, Upper Peninsula accent. Moscow made the mistake of trying to class up the game, and and he had to realize oh, that yeah. we're too stupid and and unclassy for that. We need it basic and and to the point. Yeah, and then we're and then we can do these things. Right. Got to speak in your best petalumen. <laughs> right. How do you play the game? Guess. All right. Good. All right. Let's go to the phones real quick. We got Andy Wood on the line. Hey. I'll set the timer. Hi, Andy. Hi. How are you? Good. Are you gonna sing? Yeah, I was. I was hoping to actually Sweet. sing out, uh, sing JP out uh, when he does his credits at the end of the show. Oh, uh, I'd be happy I, to let you do that. I should do credits. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I don't. I don't know uh, when you were planning to do that, but I just wanted to make sure that I got got in. Okay, <laughs> you're in. I will have. Um, uh, uh, just keep listening, and, and I'll give you a good uh, five minute warning. That would be fantastic. Okay, I look forward to it. Andrew. Anything else? Um, you know, not really. We bought a rug today. Pretty excited about that. and excited about uh, Lagunitas. Uh, I have to say that the new Dogtown Pale Ale is number one on my list for a bottled pale ale. Nice. So that go. is my go-to, and uh, I will sit in radio silence while I wait for my cue. Thank you, Andy. That's Do you want to just stay on the line, or should I? You just want to wait for my, you know, to hear the radio. Exactly how much time in minutes and seconds do I have to wait? You got, it's going to be like 15. Three pale ales. Oh, okay. Well, I'll hang up and yeah. call back. Okay. Thanks, okay. Andy. Lo- hey, love you guys. Yeah. All right. Andy Wood. Um, Exciting. Yeah, he always has new Dogtown Pale in the fridge every time I go to his place. Nice. He's a big fan. All right. Um, while we're waiting for any Stump the Brewer calls, let's get started with Brew's Line, Is It Anyway? And we should probably play for a couple of contestants, right? How does oh, yeah. it work? We always play for the contestants? Yeah, the way we've been doing it is to just get everybody's guess. Right, so we'll play with multiple contestants, and everyone guesses, and the first to five wins. And oh, we advise the, the contestants. We advise them. That's yeah. what it is. They get on the line, they make an answer, and then we advise them as to what we think. All right, uh, 888-401-BEER, call up right now. We need uh, how many contestants? We've played with four in the past. We can anywhere from two to four. Three, four, it's up to you. Let's do three. It seems like it'll be shorter that okay. way. And, and I can carry rules. on. I can carry on drinking. Uh, yeah, already uh, Moscow with his rules. <laughs> Two or three or four. <laughs> Fuck. Right. Vague rules. That, that's not a rule. rule. That's giving you the option. I thought that's what you wanted. <laughs> <Shit>. Options, rules. <laughs> They're all the same. <laughs> right. All right. So uh, we're, we'll wait for our three callers right now. I see the phones lighting up already. Susie will get you on hold. In the meantime, I wanted to mention really quickly that. Um, I, I talked to Doc earlier this afternoon. He had a brew day last weekend. You know, when we were here working, oh, doing God. the show, he had a brew day with the hot chicks from Ole. Yeah. Wait, what? What? <clears throat> yeah. 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 Had them over at my house brewing. Oh, thanks. Sweet. Were they uh, brewing in your hot tub? Well, no. <laughs> were they brewing in their bikinis? <laughs> yeah, Doc's like, you have to wear bikinis and be in my hot tub <laughs> That's to just brew. what happens. Yeah. They're like, but the brew house is like an acre away. Just get in the hot tub. <laughs> it's fine. It's and it's four fine. feet underground. I'll know you're brewing. <laughs> so, anyhow... He apparently had a fun time. Yeah, uh, I would imagine. You know, drinking and whatnot. Yeah. Well, Probably was... also getting the house back in order. Well, that's the whole next day. From yeah. the party weekend. Yeah. Long hmm. story short, he left the brew house as is for a week. Oh, with, oh, you oh, didn't dump the mash? Without dumping anything. <laughs> Nothing. And, and oh, you know, oh. I knew it was there and. Part of the ADD thing is procrastination. Yep. And there's always something else I had to do. Something that, you know, I got, I just, I have to do it today. <laughs> oh my God. That was, that was some fucked up repugnant shit. Didn't yeah. There. Didn't you t- so, talk about Saramash? Huh? Oh my God. Doc has goats, so he usually feeds the mash to his goats. Uh, didn't you tell me that you made your goats puke? Oh my God. Really? <laughs> I, I, wow. What I said was this would make a billy goat puke. <laughs> 
And they, I, actually, they were, I, I got the grain out and I put it in the wheelbarrow. And they were munching on it, but they weren't munching on it like they usually do. And actually, some of the I drained some of the lines and stuff, and they always run over to the buckets and start drinking out of the buckets. And they weren't so happy with that either. They didn't even want it. Yeah, but I think I got some drunk goats. Got you know, they're eating the because you oh, think yeah. the mash fermented over oh, yeah. the week. Oh yeah, there's oh, yeah. plenty of uh, yeast in the air. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. It, but, you didn't have but the just some of the stuff like even in in the in the brew kettle. There's like mm-hmm. two inches of stuff left in the brew kettle. Ugh. You know. It was a great mosaic. It really was, <laughs> but you would you would have hurled. I know did you, you did you think of tasting like taking a little runoff from the mash and tasting and seeing if it was a good sour beer? No, <laughs> I, I I I was really good about not getting anything on me, and I still had to take a shower before I came over here. Yeah, in fact, I would have thrown up. Yeah, I don't. Or you would have thrown up big time. All right, there's something else I want to point out. I know you're not going to be happy about me mentioning this. Uh, but on Brew Day, Doc pulled a, he pulled a Crosley. No, he, no. He pulled, oh, I did, yeah. He pulled a Justin. And I, I'm, and I couldn't be prouder of this moment. Uh, you got a shitty rundown, bus Because it yeah. shows that I'm not just a complete retard, that people make these mistakes. <laughs> and he started running off the wort from the kettle into his fermenter. Well, no, I, okay, I filled one fermenter. I had two, uh, I, my big fermenter I wasn't going to use and so the two smaller ones and I filled one, it was fine. Yeah. And then I moved the hose over to the other one. As soon as I started, you know, the pump and running it up, it starts overflowing. Oh, it was overflowing. Why would it? He star forgot star to take sand. out the star sand. So I although I, he didn't waste the whole beer like no I, I didn't know did. I just cut it off real quick and then uh, drained it all back out yeah so I only lost a, yeah, maybe half a gallon because it was coming out real fast. Jeremy, would it ever happen in a professional brewery that you started to transfer a full batch of beer into a fermenter that was full of sanitizer? Uh, I have sanitizer in it, maybe not full. Yeah, it's entirely possible. It wouldn't be full because they're so freaking big. That'd be a lot. You don't need yeah. that much. Yeah. But I, I mean, we we. Uh, we say sewer. We sewer a lot of beer mm. uh, to to rinse, uh, you know, a so-called no rinse oh, sanitizer. Yeah. I uh, see. We always rinse the the. Yeah. If they say it's no rinse, we rinse it. I say beer. <laughs> I rinsed it. That's a good yeah. call. And you rinse here. it with beer. There you go. Okay. Sanitizers will wreck. That's a whole nother show. Mm. You could have some good examples of the various flavors that you get. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, but sanitizer is going to wreck. That'd be a rad show. Yeah, make yeah. notes of these things, Moscow. Yeah. Next yeah. time we have Jeremy back, we got a couple topics here. Yeah, stop playing Minesweeper. All right, well, I just wanted to bring it up, uh, Doc. I just wish you were there today uh, <laughs> with me. <laughs> yeah. Because that was just... I've done wow. that before, too. And it's, it's it's you know, first couple of days, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah. I've left. And the- then, like, four or five days later, it's like the cheese has turned. Well, I've left, I've, left, I've left the mash yeah, in the so. mash tun, you know, two, three days. Yeah. And it's it's not nothing you want to just be be jumping into. It's, it's stinky enough. But, but it's but all right. This one, it was way past that yeah, point. And I'll, I'll never do that again. And it was, it was, it was doable, but it was, it was twice or three times the work scrubbing everything. Yep. It really was. Yeah. Yuck. It was bad. All right, before we go to the game, I've got to stump the brewer question on the line. Um, is it who ate all the pies, or is it Grana? You've got who ate all the pies on line four for the game? Is that what's going on there? Yes. Oh, because we only need three for the game. I know, I told him that too. I was like... And he just argued with you until you put him through? 
He didn't argue. I'm just like, I'm going to put you on hold. If they use you, they use you. If not, then... All right, so we drop pies. The Stump the Brewer (laughs) question, then, is from Grodd. He wrote into the chat room, um, okay, are you ready for your Stump the Brewer? What is the weight of Dan Gordon? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) We don't have an answer. We don't know the answer. It's got to be in kilos. And he's been slimming down. I will slim down. Get him mixed up with beersh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one it is. It's this yeah. cup right so, here. We don't have any way to verify this one. So uh, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, uh, let's say, uh, let's say uh, kilos now. Let's no. Let's go with zentners. <laughs> <laughs> let's say one point three zentners. I think he's not stumped. That right on the nose. <clears throat> All right, well done. There is a free line if anyone wants to call them and stump the brewer questions, or you can put them in the chat room. We will send you a prize. Let's move on now to Brew's line. Is it anyway? We've got a couple people on the line to play for us. It looks like we've got uh, Theo Brew. Theo, what's happening, buddy? You with, you with us? Praise be. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm not even drunk today. I was going to add. That was my next question. Yeah, it's not even Sunday. Hmm. Maybe that's why he only gets drunk on Sundays. Uh, no. Our our minister brewer. Uh, I've, I've other minister Brewer. Before. All right, Theo. Do you know how the how the game works? Um, can you remind me? Yeah, uh, but we'll do it with everybody. So just hang in there. Uh, let's okay. go now to uh, Stevo. Stevo, what's happening, buddy? Hey, what up, Justin? Where are you calling from? It's oh, my Rialto. Right? Oh, that's right. It's my Woodier dog. Hysteria. This is the best caller of the year, right here. And I forgot that. What's up, Stevo? Hey, paper. I've been on hold, man. I, I don't have a computer, so I can't listen to you guys. I've been on my phone trying to hear you guys. What's a computer? So I don't. I don't even Where's know what's Joe? Joe, right what is a computer? You don't <laughs> translate that. For <laughs> Where's Steve? What have you done with it? You don't have a. You don't have a mobile app. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. No, I was listening to you guys um, on the live stream, looking at the video. I love DLC, baby. I love your shirt. I think a mobile app hey, is DLC. just him carrying the DLC. laptop around the room. I didn't get to meet you last time, DLC, but you, you're the man. I want to party with you, DLC. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that. Uh, I, I'm Sounds making like a bad sex line right I'm going to drag Doc to the SoCal Homebrew Fest this year, so be there and you can party with the DLC. Oh, the, hey, I'll be up in February too, dude. Um, is Jeremy still there? Or, uh, oh yeah, yeah, Jeremy's here. Yeah, what's hey, up, I brother? Was there at Super Bowl last year, dude. I spent Super Bowl at Lagunitas, man. I love that place. Nice, well done, sir. Speaking of, uh, thanks for the TV. Speaking, uh, <laughs> speaking of session beers, Ruben and the Brits. Best session beer ever, Ruben and the Brits. Man, you're a, you're a freaking animal if you think that's a session beer. <laughs> <laughs> what beer is that, Jeremy? Best session beer. Uh, that is a. All right, uh, you got a second? Yeah, that's a that's Stump a. Stump the brewer. Stump the brewer. Uh, well, no, <laughs> no, just well, to call it a session beer. That's that's stumpy. <laughs> uh, so that that is a uh, started out as a ten percent imperial stout. Aged on right, on right. Cho uh, chocolate nibs inside of a bourbon oh, barrel, yeah. inoculated with bread, aged three months, and then transferred on top of with raspberry puree. Wow! And I know the I know everyone's going to say about that whole eat the fruit thing, but just a little bit, and and then we let it go for another fifteen months, and it comes out uh, finishing about twelve uh, percent. So <laughs> so there's your session oh. beer. I'm saying stump. That's my favorite session beer right there. I love that beer. I love my, that's my I like favorite beer for Lagunitas. Hey, Jeremy, that's how we do. That's our session beer right there, man. This guy is a local. Yeah. I can tell. 
No, I'm in Whittier. I'm in Whittier, man. I had to drive seven hours to go visit you guys. Yeah, so he's doing it up. All right, hang in there, Steve. i got to get to one more caller for the game here. we got Riggs on the line going to play, too. Hey, Riggs, what's happening, buddy? What's up, man? Who's this? It's Bebo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's up, my network? What's up, man? What's up, Jeremy? What up? Can we... Hey, my homie, uh, my, my hothead brother, Steve, was on the line, too, playing against each other. That's yeah. awesome. I was going to say, this is Steve on another phone. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's up, Vato? Riggs, you're in Woody. What's up, Are you in Woody or also? Nah, I'm from Fontana. But oh, that's right, Fontucky. I forgot Rolling about that. <laughs> Jojo, we have a regular Fontucky caller. You believe that? Oh, man. Yeah. You know what's funny is that he he called it Fontucky before I called it Fontucky. I thought that was a uh, desert thing. And he's like, no, no, it's Fontucky. That's how it is. Jojo, right, both uh, yeah. of them. Riggs, Big Joe wants to know if you have all your teeth. And not in your pocket. <laughs> I'm only missing... I only missed three because I smoked them all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What that means. Uh, yeah. Who knows I don't what know. That means. Can, we, can we have Theo <laughs> interview knows. both of these people? Let's <laughs> uh, just turn the show over to Theo right now. <laughs> I thought you said Bevo. Well, I think that'd be even better. Uh, all right, guys. Yeah, no. everybody's on the line. All right, we got Theo and hey, we got hey, Steve. I, hey, let me, huh. I know, I know this guy. I know him personally, though. I know Eric right there on the other line. Yeah. I know him personally. All right, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, really. This yeah. is what Facebook is for. Hey, but yeah. hey, no cheating. All right. All right, hang in there, everybody. Now I'm just you got to calm down a little bit. We're gonna get ready for the game. So, so here's what we'll do. I'll keep turning you down. So if you're getting talked over, it's because we're not listening. Just chill. Uh, we'll go to each one of you. There's no need to buzz in for Bruce line, is it? Because we just add up your correct answers. We're going to play you a, uh, a clip um, uh, from no. one of our shows, and what you have to do is guess which brewcaster, or if it was a guest. No guest this time. The categories are Justin, JP, Tasty, Bevo, a caller, and now Nate has been added. Oh, oh okay. I like that. So no guests. It's a bunch of us and a caller, or uh, and Nate is in the brewcaster list. And uh, we'll go through each one of you, and we'll give a point for each correct answer. Yep, first to five. Yeah, we'll also advi- the brewcasters here in the studio. Uh, we'll all also advise you on what we think it is. By the way, our track record kind of sucks. We're not, very good we're not very good at this game, but we will uh, play along with you. Yeah, and um, and then we'll we'll get a winner. Uh, did I miss anything, Mosky? Uh, you got it. We're not going to play the clip. I'll say the clip. But otherwise, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. We yeah. play it out. Of course you do. Of course. All right. Any questions, uh, guys? Is there a, call- you yeah, there a caller it? in this one or no? Yeah, you guys are all playing. All and three of you are competing against each other. And a caller, yes. You, and you, a caller is... is a caller? Yes. Yeah, that is one of the categories. So it's okay. it's Justin, JP, Doc, Nate, Tasty. Or Doc. Bevo. No Doc. Bevo. Okay. Ah. Great. You had it right. I'm confusing everybody. What? I'm confused. All right. Let's play. Moscow, please read us the first quote. It really was, all in all, a great crowd, but I didn't quite see the Oakland demographic there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> tasty. Oh, gee. <laughs> That's tasty. Hey, this is Steve-O. I say tasty. All right. Right away. That was Riggs. I say Wait, that's JP. All right. Riggs said uh, JP, and I think Theo said JP. Yeah, no, Theo, Theo said tasty. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Here we go. Theo, JP, Steve-O, Tasty, Riggs, JP. Okay. Uh, I My initial millisecond is that it was JP. Mm. But there's something about it that makes me think Tasty. I know why, because there's no, like, 
fuck and shit and motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's not using my full oh, range damn. of communication in that clip. So it That's leads true. me to believe that it's fucking, it's not me. Plus, even though it's not very subtle, there is a modicum of subtlety. Whereas you would just be like, because there are... Because <laughs> it wasn't as dark as it normally gets in that That's area. what you would have said. Yeah. Look, it, it, it's That's racist, right. but it yep, wasn't yep, yep, that yep, racist. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a certain amount of political correctness being implied there. Yes. Terrence was also so pointing at Tasty. You think it was Tasty? Uh, I think it was Nate. I'm going to go oh, right oh, out. That could be. No way. Nate. What show? What it's other show? Who talks about a show? Nate's shows. Who lives in Oakland? No, he knows Oakland really well. (laughs) But he's too nice. Nate is way too nice to say anything like that. Every once in a while, he gets, like, you know, funny. Okay. Which I apparently think, uh, you know, subtle racism is hilarious. (laughs) Right. That's what he means by funny. I'm actually going to say a caller. I changed mine. Ah. That sounds like an Andy Wood kind of comment. Caller's Uh. always the wild card. Okay. Tasty, who do you think? Uh. Uh, I'm thinking me, I guess. <laughs> Although I'm always, I never thought, I don't remember saying it, of course. Like right, always like always. That's a given, yeah. yeah. Doc? I'm I'm with you. It's that, that it's between JP and Tasty. You know what? I'm going with JP. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beaver? Got a boy, Doc. Got a boy. Thank you. JP wouldn't use the word demographic. Way too many syllables. I would use that, that term, yeah. yeah. So who, who are you saying, Bevo? Now you would. She's JP. taking tasty, too. Okay. Um, well, we have one different answer where JP is saying, Nate, um, most of us, except for, uh, Doc, you said JP, yeah. but the rest of us said tasty. Um, all right, play the clip. Okay. It really was on all, all great crowd. I only well, I didn't see quite the open demographic, yeah. if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> that's so great because Tasty is so harmless until we play this game, and then all of a sudden he's a homophobe and yeah. a racist, it all comes intolerant, yeah. xenophobic, yeah. racist. Bigot. Then when he listens to- with the black one. <laughs> all right. Uh, so the only one who got oh, a point no. on that is Stevo. Yep. Uh, so that puts yeah, him uh, that puts right. him ahead of the game, and let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and hear the next phrase. The day that this show sucks, which, come on, let's face it, that's never. I expect you to tune out. Mm. What, Justin? Can you repeat the question? Okay, you, you can repeat it. Go ahead. <laughs> the question is, what is this? The day that this show sucks, which, come on, let's face it, that's never. I expect you to tune out. Oh, that's all, Justin. Steve-O, Justin. That's Justin, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the listener. We Justin. Theo thinks to the listener. Steve-O, Justin. Okay, Theo says listener. Steve-O says Justin. And Riggs says Justin. It's too... It it, it, hmm. it sounds like a trick question. Because it sounds like it something is. you would say for sure. Well, but I don't think... It's th- th- it would be too obvious. Here's where I think it doesn't sound like me. That... I'm the first guy to say this show fucking sucks. Yeah, that's it. That's Most of the time. Exactly. But every once in a while, you actually get proud of whatever this is. Yes, I exactly, say. And, exactly, and, and what you say, how you, how, you, how you speak, you know, you go, uh, blah, 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 and let's be honest. Or, <laughs> oh, let's face yeah, it. yeah, you're right. That's you all the way. But I think it's too easy, yeah. so I'm going to say it's not you. So, you're who do you think it is, JP? I don't Marcel? know. Well, because there's a caller wild yeah. card. Doc's in it's, there. It's not a caller. No, Doc is not in there. Oh, Doc's not. Oh, Bevo's in there. Nate's in there. It's, it's, no, I don't know. I don't know who it is, but I don't think it's you. 
I don't think it's me either. And those are the only two people that really matter. I, you know, I do think it's me only because none of the other choices make sense. Right. Well, yeah, th- that's what I'm struggling with. It's the trick question thing because usually we just say this hole, sucks. Dog. Come on. No, it's, it's Justin. It's All Justin. Tacy, right. what do you think? I think it's you, yeah. Bevo? I think the show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Bevo, you can't guess it. Only, over only when you're here. It's, yeah, see, it can't be Bevo because she no, has never said this show is good. Right. Ever. Even when she's drunk. And she doesn't, I expect you all to tune out. I, you know, it is you because nobody talks to the listeners like that. I just call them dickbags or whatever. <laughs> uh, T-Bone? Uh, Jeremy, he pointed right away that it's got to be yeah. me too, he thinks. Uh, okay, so uh, contestants, I've got Theo saying that it's a caller. Uh, Steve-O says it's me and Riggs says it's me. Uh, play the clip. Eric just want to copy me. The day that this show sucks, which, come on, let's face it, that's never. Yeah. I expect you to tune out. Two for two. Steve-O, yeah. Two All for right, Steve-O, two for two. Rocket. Riggs is now on the board. Theo, zero points. Uh, go ahead with the, with the next phrase, please. You start mentioning we're going to do things for boobs and people come out of the woodwork. Are you on this list, Moscow? No, sir. Uh, hmm. Ooh. For boobs? Boobs. Repeat it again, please. You start mentioning we're going to do things for boobs and people come out of the woodwork. JP. Steve-O. JP. Steve-O. All right. Steve-O says JP. I say uh, Bevo. Riggs. Riggs says Bevo. Oh, Bevo says Bevo. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm saying, now. I'm saying Nate. Hmm. Because who says woodwork? Mm, good call. Maybe right? JP. That's a JP word. No. I think you're right. It says JP. wood. I can't think of anybody who say it, and that's what makes me think it's Nate. Because Nate doesn't say anything, it's ever. E- it's either Tasty or Nate. And I gotta think it's Nate. Right here, watch. Could be Taste, tasty, tasty wouldn't say, Tasty would just say, send us more boobs. <laughs> Cut <laughs> them off yeah, and send them here. He just, they wouldn't. Yeah. More boobs, please. <laughs> if you do get breast cancer and you get it removed, give it to me. And you also got to look at uh, Moscow. He likes to pay, play fair, so he's trying to like, move around, split it up. So it's like even, even, even. So we haven't heard from somebody. It's me no, or don't Nate. Don't think so hard, Doc. Don't think so hard, DLC. Oh, we have to. We have to. It's Nate. I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to get in to Moscow's brain right now. I think I would say come out of the woodwork. There's a lot of room in there for you. So it's me or Nate. I think I'm with JP on this one. Theo, who do you say it is? I thought it was Bevo. Bevo says Bevo. Who does Steve-O say? Could be Bevo. JP. Steve-O and Riggs? I say Bevo. I'm telling right. you, it's not me, man. So we got two for... I don't know if it's... I Bevo. Bevo also doesn't say come out of the woodwork. I don't... Yeah, he kind of... I would say... Uh, yeah. All right. She's uh, the one that says boo. Play it. Do you start mentioning we're going to do things for boobs and people come out of the woodwork? Turns out I'm good at this game. <laughs> No points. No points. For anybody. Oh. All right. Wow. Give was that us, you, Justin? That was me. Yeah. Oh, wow. God. Yeah. I didn't expect two J's in a row. Ah, oh, tricky, tricky Jew. Okay. <laughs> by the way, I haven't gotten any boot picks in a while. So. Yeah, by the way. Oh. <laughs> what is, our demographic is all messed up here. <laughs> Pick two J's before you demographic. two J's. I'll take a picture of my hairy nipples. Uh, I don't need Who needs that? I, don't need, I have a mirror. I don't a real... All right, next phrase, please. <laughs> JP, I liked you up until you started shit with me. Okay, now we've got beef. 
What? Oh, that's all. There's only one person. That's oh, easy. Better listener or Bevo? Uh, all right, pick one, Theo. Yeah. Uh, Bevo. Yeah. Uh, Steve-O? Uh, I'm going to go Bevo. Yeah, I agree with that. There's well, no, come on, that one's easy. For the point that Good says, I, I liked you until, she never liked him. <laughs> I love you, Bevo. <laughs> true. Riggs. Bevo never liked him. The All right, Riggs is saying Bevo, too. I mean, read it again just so I can listen for any of your trickery. <laughs> JP, I liked you up until you started shit with me, okay? Now we've got beef. I think it's Bevo because she just wanted to use the words JP and beef in the same sentence, if you know what I mean. I don't think I've ever said the words, we have beef. I would say, I'm going to cut you. Yeah, that's good. Can I change mine? Can I change mine? Which is why I think it might be a listener. Yeah, because I don't think she's ever liked him. Let's be honest. What listeners do I start shit with? Everyone. <laughs> I mean, the two ghetto birds don't count that are on the phone. You, you but mean like, all, otherwise. Those, all those people you don't know? You know what? Hey, it's a listener. It's got to be a listener. Yeah. Well, I say listener. I changed mind a listener. All right, who's that? It's Riggs. Riggs. All right, Riggs has switched to listener. Uh, th- uh, Steve-O? Okay, it's all Bebo. Bebo. Steve-O staying with Bebo? Okay, okay, and... Yeah, she says okay a lot. And Theo, where are you? That's all right. I'm staying with Bebo. Okay. All right, there, there. I got their answers. Yeah, I'm switching to listener, too, because mm. she, she's the closest mm. one that would say we got beef, but mm-hmm. she wouldn't say it. Hmm. Wait, did she say hella beef before? <laughs> she's like, we got hella beef we got now. hella beef. All right, play the clip. <laughs> Only after the drive through JP, I liked you up until you started shit with me. Okay, now now we've got beef. Oh, it's Theo. It is Theo. <laughs> that wasn't Theo. Was it? Oh, no, that was years ago. Oh, it was? It yeah. Was, it sounded like Theo to me. That's, not, that's not you, Theo, is it? No. Play it again. JP, I liked you up until you started shit with me. Okay, now, now we've got beef. Theo, say the same sentence. Oh. <laughs> that that wasn't me, I promise. Yeah, but say it anyway. It sounds like it. Hey, JP, I like you. <laughs> JP, I like you until you started to shit with me and Helber got problems. No. JP, I liked you oh. up until you started to shit with me. Okay, now now we've got beef. It's it is close. It's close. <laughs> All right. Damn. Either way, it was, was it? it was a listener. Caller. I don't know. Yeah. Caller. Which ties. Oh, that gives a point for Riggs and ties him now with Steve O and leaves Theo oh. with no points on the board. Uh, it's on, Eric. Me and you, Eric. It's you, on. You, you. How many questions we got left? Uh, like six or seven. We got plenty. Anybody's game. All right, go ahead. Give us the next one. Uh, it's okay, JP. Another one. It's okay, JP. Take out your comb. Brush your beard a little bit. It'll perk you right up. Oh, mm. uh, it's kind of a dicky thing to say. It's me. Yeah. I think I'm being a dick to you at that I'm moment. Hmm. It's hard to tell. This is when I used to have <laughs> no, my beard. Not. This is Studio A for sure. <laughs> I use th- that shitty pubic beard that I had. Yeah, I feel like you you had some kind of attitude. I felt like being a dick, and I made that comment to you. What if JP was talking to himself? <laughs> can, can that happen? Is, is that you, something that you would have said? Do you remember yeah. before therapy or after? Would you say that now? I would never say that to you now. I've paid a lot of money to stop saying those things to people. (laughs) Not as much as you could be. Do you remember when he brought out that comb, though, and how much I made fun of him? Oh. Which one, the long one or the the one? It doesn't matter. You brushed your your fucking comb. (laughs) Well, I had one made of tortoise shell that was pretty stylish. Uh, Read it again, please. It's okay, JP. Take out your comb, brush your beard a little bit. It'll perk you right up. See, it's almost like I'm being nice and wanting him to feel better, but I'm still a bitch. (laughs) 
Bevo. I agree with Bevo. Hey, Bevo, how much I do you Bevo. put on it that it was you? How much? Give me a percentage. How much? Are, how confident are you? How confident are you? She's nodding her head. 90% or more? 70. Seven, she's 70% confident. Well, I, I think 70%. we could... How about you, Jay? Jay, how, how much of a percentage do you think is you? Well, Bevo is making a good case right now. And yeah, she's the only like one knows. who's a bigger asshole than me in the room. <laughs> so... Uh, but I'm 50 I'm a pretty big asshole. I'm, I'm you could 50, narrow 50. it down to no caller because they wouldn't have seen the comb. Yeah. Nate's too nice to uh, say that stuff. Well, Nate wasn't oh, yeah. even on the show right. then. And Doc isn't in the game. Yeah, and I'm not in the so. game. Or, <laughs> so it's only me or Bevo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Tasty. No, I didn't see No, ta- no ta- Tasty would He'd be no. thinking it. He would be thinking it. I wouldn't even think that. I, no, I, I don't oh, even yeah, think that. never not, bothered me, the bearded duck. Homie. No, I never... Hey, at the same time, Tasty hates JP. Well, <laughs> a lot of anger in that. I was going to say, I don't think that Tasty would ever recommend something to me that would make me feel better. Right. So that can't be it. I see the logic. In the room. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. All right. All right. So I have. Big outfit in the room. All right. It's better if I hate everything. I have Theo uh, with, with Bevo. Steve what do you think? Bevo, Steve uh, I'm going to go. Ah, shit. We can go. I'm a, I'm a go, uh, Bevo. I'm, I'm gonna go on your side, Bevo, because you're making a case for yourself. I'm going with you, Bevo. And Riggs, what do you think? I say Bevo because it sounds like he was talking to you. Oh, stop copying me, Riggs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna shake your ass. I. I'm gonna shake your ass, you son. All right, I'm gonna go with my. I'm gonna go with my first instinct. I still think it was me being an asshole. So go ahead. Uh, Play it, Moscow. <laughs> it's okay, JP. Take out your comb, brush your beard a little bit. I left it. you right out. <laughs> All right. Well, and also the word perk. Guys don't say perk. They yeah. say cheer. Ah, yeah, yeah, No, yeah. we say perk in a whole different way. <laughs> like percolator. If I, if like I buy you this drink, am I going to get a perk? Go um, All right. So that True. puts Doc, Theo. It puts uh, <laughs> Theo on the board with one point, um, and then Stevo and Riggs also gained a point. They're still tied with three points each. Uh, go ahead and read us the next phrase, please. What does Lily Livered mean? What does it really mean? It means you're a pussy. Sounds like oh. Scott. JP. JP. Say it again. JP. Uh, what does Lily Livered mean? What does it really mean? It means you're a pussy. It's not. We can rule out. We can do some ruling out. It's yeah. not tasty. No. Yeah. Or, or Nate. It's not Nate. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's definitely not Bevo. I don't know. Actually, I'm really it's trying to. JP or caller does JP. I'm really I trying to. Does. I'm really trying to visualize Nate saying that. I'm gonna go call it's, it's it's it. Ain't gonna happen. So it's a caller or JP. I do say pussy a lot. Yeah. No. And you see, and you, re- so you repeat things twice for effect. I do not. I absolutely do not. Now I see what people mean when they say that you're quick on your feet. I never knew it before, JP. Well, the awesome thing is I'm sitting down. Watch me when I stand up. Waka waka (laughs) wit. All right. (laughs) Theo, uh, go ahead and give us who who you think. JT, it sounds like a World of Warcraft thing. Okay. Li- Lily Livered? Because you won't duel me outside the gates of Orgrimmar, motherfucker. Yeah, I've, I've never played, but I'm pretty sure if you're playing online war games with somebody and you call them Lily you Livered... You Lily Livered, hey, JP. You're gonna, you're gonna I catch just rolled a 19. Oh, shit. That means I have to... Uh, 
Yeah. 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 This language you guys are talking about right now. <laughs> All right, Steve-O, what's your vote? I'm going to go JP. Fuck it. All right, don't are. forget, everybody, there's still the caller option. And Riggs, what do I you know, think? I had caller. I say the caller. JP sounds like, yeah. Riggs? I said caller. Riggs is saying caller. Yeah, because you better not copy me, fool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so Theo says JP, Steve-O says JP, and Riggs says caller. Chance for Riggs to go ahead here. Uh, hmm. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. Go ahead. Mm, I think... Uh, I think caller. I think caller also. Yeah. Oh. Go ahead. What does lily-livered mean? What does it really mean? It means you're a pussy. Who is, is that? That is Nate wow. Smith. No, it's not. No, it Nate certainly Smith. is. No, what does Lily Livered mean? What does it really mean? It like something means you're a pussy. That is Nate. That's, That's not Nate. Nate. It's Nate. No, it's not. Are you positive? Positive. It was in the like he no. was. He said several sentences. That was one. Really? Of them. It's Nate. He, Absolutely. Play it again. He, it, it was from like 2008. He was sitting in. He wasn't a brewcaster at the time. He was. I forget what the show was. So but it's Nate. It's Nate. Did he win drunk of the week? <laughs> I I didn't listen to the end of that show. I don't think so. Play, Play it again. Play it. What does lily livered mean? What does it really mean? It means you're a pussy. <laughs> wow! It's Nate. Wow. So Moscow so, threw us a curveball. So it was a guest. He was on as a guest. Well, yeah. no, no. Uh, it doesn't uh, matter. Uh, caller. caller. Call, it's not guest. Caller is the other category. And he wasn't guest caller. Isn't a, oh, okay. No, it's right. caller. In, right. in Moscow's defense, he said caller. No, no, I wasn't, I wasn't saying that he did anything wrong. I just wanted to get the answer. Yeah. It's you know, still, right, but. though, he, but he said there's caller and there's Nate okay. in the categories. So, yeah. All right. Uh, no points. Yeah. And I can't, but that was oh, it. Moscow, man. you tricky motherfucker. Yeah, what did I, I but what did I say, though? It could be Nate. It kind of sounds like something Nate would say. You did. Yeah. You did. All what right. does lily livered mean? What does it really mean? It means you're a pussy. It's the end that. What does it really mean? It's the, the, it throws me off. The second, could this be two people talking? <laughs> no, it's not. No, yeah. what does it mean? What does it mean that somebody answered? No. Trust me. Try it again. Try it again. I'm not. Really? All right, we'll take your word for it. All right, next quote, please. Uh, uh, like I told you when we lost, you're just not used to losing. I took it in stride. You obviously never got over it. Mm. What the? F- Read it again. Like I told you when we lost, you are just not used to losing. I took it in stride. You obviously never got over it. I'm going to go Tasty. What? I'm going to go Tasty. <laughs> Tasty's a good loser. He's a good loser. I don't like, like a guy that's got an Isn't attitude about something. Justin talking about Homebrew Club of the Year? I think it's... Justin. We didn't lose that, though. I think it's Bevo. No, it's, I... It sounds real bitchy. I think it's Justin <laughs> to, to Moscow... About some okay, shitty baseball game or whatever. No, I think it's somebody to somebody to Tasty. Really? Yeah. Well, then it would be JP. J- JP to Tasty. JP. JP. <laughs> I don't sound like that. I don't. I don't think no, that's something better. I would say. Wait, hang on. Do it in a whiny voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, say the clip again. It's not the vernacular that I would use. That's true. You want me to say it again? Yeah. yeah uh, like I told you when we lost, you are just not used to losing. I took it in stride. You obviously never got over it. No, maybe oh, you're right. Maybe yeah. you're right. That is like so you. It yeah. could be JP. Yeah. Look, I don't say take, look I'm good with it just because you aren't. I don't say take it in stride, but I am used to losing. I mean, I'm a shark <laughs> fan after all, and I'm half Greek, so... <laughs> We were impressed for a long time by the Italians. I know suffered. Where's Terry? Tasty, because Tasty never loses. All right, let's... let's. It's more that JP always convinces himself that he's over it. 
I'm over. I don't even give a fuck about this game. See, he's doing it again. I'm over it right now. All right, let's go to the callers. Let's let's see what they think. Theo, what do you think, buddy? Um, I I don't know why, but my gut's telling me tasty. Okay. Maybe, By the way, maybe you've asked oh, the reflux, copy huh? me, man. Everyone wants. By the way, I just want to point out, I like sober Theo. He's very reasonable. He keeps mm-hmm. his fucking mouth shut. <laughs> How many I points? I kind of forget he's playing he's, the game. He speaks when spoken to. <laughs> He's How many points does he have? Uh, he has two. He is sort of losing. He oh, only no, has he has one. one. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, are you saying you saying me Riggs is talking out of turn? Uh, no, of course not. <laughs> but I'm saying Riggs and uh, Stevo sound exactly the same, but right. maybe like a decibel too short. <laughs> right. You know. Okay. Uh, Stevo, who are you voting on this one? Um, I'm gonna vote for. Um, I'm gonna go for JP on this one. Thank you very much. Steve-O just got real gay. Listen, guys, I'm going to go ahead and, and vote for JP on this one. That's all I have to say. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Voice. Over <laughs> and out. All right, Riggs, what do you think, buddy? <laughs> I say JP. All right, so we got two for JP and we got one for Tasty. Read it to me once more, Mosk. Like I told you when we lost, you're just not used to losing. I took it in stride. You obviously never got over it. I'm gonna go over. I want to change it to tasty. What did we lose? What? What lot? Why the? would I say you never got over? That's so pointed and so yeah. yeah. Okay, JP, so JP, add somebody. JP, JP. I it is. It isn't something. Yeah, it isn't. I wouldn't get anybody's face that way. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Maybe stuck. on the way home no, in your JP car. JP does get under your skin, Tasty. You got to admit, JP gets under your skin. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not alone, then. Uh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, have, I have a lot of masses behind me. Vivo, <laughs> yeah. what do you think? Well, before we became the winners of everything, right. we lost to Doze. Oh. This oh. is our whole show career. <laughs> right. We were losers before. We were losers before we were winners. <laughs> Can I change it to Bebo? So <laughs> we're like the bad news bears of radio. So who do you think said it? I think. Wait, can you repeat it again? Oh, Jesus <laughs> this is a tough one. Voice. You guys smoke a lot of weed. You don't even remember what the fuck you said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Scott, mark that one down in the game. That's yeah. good. Uh, not hey, just that. We sit around and talk about it for an hour. Jeremy's head popped up when you said weed. You said weed. Jeremy went, what? <laughs> I think JP was oh, saying it. Please. Okay. All right. What? What? Here's what I have for answers. Uh, got Theo with Tasty, uh, Steve-O with JP, and Riggs with JP. Um, just for fun, I'm going to say Bevo. I don't know why. It's, I'm going to say... There's something weird about this one. I'm going to say uh, McDowell. I want okay. to say Bevo too. Even though that's not like his personality, every once in a while we all slip up and you know right. say something like that's not. If we us. really pushed his buttons, he yeah. might have gone out of his element. See, I bet it was a show that we were. You obviously about never got over it. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. My yeah. first instinct was tasty. All right, first was I would tasty. go with it. Son. Okay, I'm going to go through contestant final answers right now. Theo, JP, is that final? Uh, no. Theo is Tasty, final. Oh, sorry, Tasty. You're right. Okay, Steve-O, uh, I have you at JP. I'm, I'm going to switch it up to Tasty. Okay. Uh, Steve-O's <laughs> now. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and uh, Riggs, I have you with JP. Is that final? I'm staying, yes. Okay. Play the clip. Like well, I told you when we lost, you're just not used to losing. Oh, it hey, you obviously yeah. never got over it. That was tasty. Yeah. Oh, what? He was, you were speaking to Sully about the Pro-Am beer. 
years wow. ago. Oh. Sports, the red hair. I do like the bus Sully's <laughs> like balls. That's true. Play it again. Oh, I just told you when we lost. You're just not used to losing. I took it in stride. You obviously never got over it. <laughs> Tasty, you oh, served yeah. the shit out of I served. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, no, you've been served. Even. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, and I can see I myself saying it. Every day in my ear Man, our listeners are good. Good God. Wow. All right. Yeah. So, Steve O got he an extra to... point for that. He's taken the lead. It's now four points to Steve O, three points to Riggs, one Ooh, point to Theo. Uh, go ahead, oh, Moscow. You were smart, Steve O. I have two. Uh, Theo, yeah. I'm Theo pretty sure. Two. He does? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he got tasty on that last oh, one. Oh, he did. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't get angry. Okay. <laughs> Switch. All right. Go ahead, Moscow. <laughs> Thou shalt kick thee in thine sack. What? Steve-o. No. Yeah. Jeremy's pointing at JP, and uh, he might be right. It's not tasty. One more time, Moscow. No. Thou Moscow, shalt. One more time. Yeah. Thou shalt kick thee in thine sack. I'm going to go call her. The sack is Bevo. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's me because only I would say thine. Most people would say thy. All right, Riggs, we're gonna start with you. Who do you think said it? I say Nate. Okay, he's going with Nate on that. Uh, Steve-O, what do you think? Uh, JP, how much? Uh, give me the percentage, brother. Uh, you want to give you a, you want to give you a cut, bro? No, how much do you think you're right? Oh, oh, I thought our, our coke deal. Um, the over under eighty percent. Oh, he says eighty percent. Him. Wow. Hey, eight percent good enough for me. I'll take JP. Eighty, by the way. Yeah, but, you will. Yeah. All right, he's got JP and uh, Theo. What do you think? I think the Jesus talk came from Bevo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus talk. <laughs> uh, All right, so we got Theo with Bevo, Steve-O with JP, and Riggs with Nate. Uh, what do you think, Don? I can hear it come out uh, of your mouth. I don't think so. <laughs> nah, that kind of talk annoys me. I know, that's why you would say it. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a caller. Uh, I think it's a caller. Probably, uh, yeah, it's not Jay, it's a caller. It's a, probably mm. a caller. What does Moscow think? He <laughs> <laughs> thinks he knows the answer. Uh, you tricky bastards. I, I almost know. asked him. Hey, I can't get I can't get away with it when you guys be drinking session beers all day. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. The yeah. second trickiest in the room. All right, Moss, play it. Uh, so yeah, but Steve O's one away from the win. If this is JP, that's the game. Oh, okay. Okay. I shall yep. kick thee in thine okay. sack. Let's go, JP. Let's go, JP. That sounded like JP. Doth shall kick thee in thine sack. That's JP. Ah, uh, Steve O wins. Ninja player. I'm gonna take you a bike, Jay. Hey, Justin, I'll give you one of your bikes back, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I need that. I lost seven bikes in Whittier, so I appreciate well, that. They have serial numbers. I'm sure you're able to find them, right, by the serial number. I cried a lot of tears. They were all Huffies, by the way. I was very into Huffies. Of course they were. Huffies and shit. Look for them on eBay. It turns out Mexicans liked Huffies as much as I did. I don't well, know what happened. Because they thought it was a pot smoking bike. <laughs> Is that right, Steve-O? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Doug. <laughs> All right. Uh, Theo, oh, thank you for playing. Thanks. I'm sorry that you've lost once again. Uh, Riggs, <laughs> Riggs, you're awesome. You, and congratulations <laughs> once again to Steve-O. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah.
<laughs> All right, guys. Send in, uh, uh, Steve-O, send an email to uh, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. And yeah. you know what? Uh, send Theo something, too. Uh, you know, All right, the, Theo. The guy spent a lot of time with Jesus, and he, he can't win a goddamn thing. Well, yeah. I just told you when we lost. You're just not used to losing. I took it in stride. You obviously never got over it. Gee, well, Theo is used to losing, though, Tasty, so relax. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Tasty is always the most surprising <laughs> quote it is. that we get. What is this weird, isn't it? <laughs> It's like, I don't know. It means that you're a chameleon. I think nobody pays attention to it when I say it the first time. That's why <laughs> I'm a chameleon. That's the first time I've heard it, you know? You're right. That's, maybe that's it. really was it, all, 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 all great crowd. I, only well, I didn't see quite the open demographic there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I give uh, JP yeah. so much shit. Yeah. And, all, and, and he's always going... But Tasty said that, and I'm going, I didn't hear that. He's <laughs> yeah. like, like, but I said, but Tasty always... <laughs> I didn't hear that. It's like the bullshit with homebrew, me hating on homebrew. He agrees with me. <laughs> or then he says 90% of homebrew sucks, and I say 95, but I'm the asshole. Because that 5% really matters. He's smooth. Yeah. You get know. to know what communication smooth. is when you're around Tasty, because he's, he's smooth. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he sneaks it in there like, t- he's the ninja. Is what it tastes a ninja, and it's not this. It's not just that you don't remember him saying it. It's that you're adamantly sure he didn't say it. No way is that tasty. That's right. He's a teddy bear. He can't. Have, he couldn't have said that. That's yeah, just mean. That. I look like a piece of shit in shoes. I guess. That's yeah. what you're saying. That's what's happening here. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send me your uh, shirt size and your address and all that kind of shit. And Steve, stop tagging me in stupid pictures of you and beer. I don't care. You're, you're the funny thing is Thank you. when we say no, it couldn't be JP because it wasn't mean enough. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out all the meanest things, again, come from Tasty. <laughs> and I still have to be nice. Who would have thought? What the fuck? Uh, I love it. Love it. I could not have asked for a better outcome. No. Moscow, well Moscow, done. Moscow, you always do a great job <laughs> on that. Yeah. Except for when I don't. Except it's for actually, when you don't. They're getting harder. Oh, they've all been good. Like, that game was the hardest one we've had so far. Yeah. So I think I think Moscow's really doing a good job picking quotes. Right. Yeah. And I like. I also think that, JP, uh, uh, that Jeremy really breaks it down of why this game is so great. We are such morons that we can't even remember the things that we've said. Yeah. Really? Uh, all right. I think we're done. Uh, uh, Twitter, Twitter game. game. Oh, that's and, right. Twitter and game. Andy's got to bring us out. Cue the Andy. Uh, oh, yeah. Andy, Andy call in. Yeah, call yeah. in now. We'll have you sing us out. And uh, Okay, so our Twitter game was uh, make up a story up for a, Doc. Right. Make up a story about Doc. Okay. Uh, we had some really good ones, so it, it, it's kind of a longer one than I usually do. But... Um, 140 Alex Ron 42 says, when Doc is out, quote, partying, he's actually out spreading Mormon values of the evils of coffee, premarital sex, and alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. That's tell me, fun. Tell me if it's not funny, and I'll erase it right away. Uh, Jeremy Reeves says, Doc brews beer with poison for Justin, skins Justin, and runs the show in Justin's skin suit. New show format. <laughs> new show format. Feedback and tech info. That could happen. Oh, that's all I have. It's very reliable. Right. Uh, Nico Brew says, 900 years ago, he came to planet Earth to learn its secrets and physical and emotional limits of humans <laughs> and make right what was once wrong. I feel like that's a story for Jeremy, actually. I don't think that's Doc. <laughs> uh, Chris Braden says, this one time at band camp, Doc stuck a hydrometer up his balloon knot. The final gravity was an impressive 1002. Wow. Hmm. Uh, and Geist Beer, who haven't heard, haven't heard from in a while, says, Doc stayed home and sipped on Diet Coke, playing toys with his kids. Then he went to bed. Okay. That was last night. Wait, I got one uh, that I thought was from uh, Firestone Walker Brewmaster. I, there, I'm getting to that. Oh, I sorry. I thought you were done. 
No. Sound like a, Which uh, so I was it, pausing for dramatic effect. Is FW Brewmaster Matt? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so he answered right. a Twitter game. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a good answer. Firetail Beer. Firetail Beer says he once was a member of a posse of seven until this Snow White broad came along and ruined it all. <laughs> <laughs> let that one get sink it. In yeah, I gotta let yeah. that sink in. Yeah, it's I about, like it. It's okay. about, right. yeah. but Large Marge the... Brewing says was nearly cast as a member of the Lollipop Guild for Wizard of Oz, <laughs> but failed the mandatory drug test. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, FW underscore Brewmaster, which is our own Matt Brunelson, says, You don't need to. He'll do something else crazy in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that which one. Is pretty too. good. Spoken uh, like a guy who knows Doc. <laughs> right. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm not done. I got three more. Uh, Gimme Good Beer says, Doc once killed a guy. This isn't a submission. It's a confession. I watched it happen. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, Brian is beering. Says Doc had his penis surgically replaced by a hungry, hungry hippo. Okay, which I thought was just a funny visual, but uh, and then <laughs> a scary visual. Yeah. yeah. And then right. Louis Brewing says Doc has a separate family at Burning Man with an eight-year-old son. Con- <laughs> <laughs> conceived in partnership with Sean Paxton. He's well versed in pairings. <laughs> Uh, that one's too realistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. These, okay. are, these are good. This is the best game in a while. It was pretty good, <laughs> right? Uh, all right. So, oh shit. The, the the last the Burning Man one is in. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to tell a new story. He'll do something crazy in a minute. Yeah. Is in. And what's the one we laughed out loud? The lollipop Guild. Lolly- no, the lollipop Guild. <laughs> Can you read that one again? Uh, was nearly cast as a member of the Lollipop Guild for Wizard of Oz, but failed the mandatory drug test. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the winner, right? Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I mean, come that's on, that one's amazing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well done. All right, send JP an email, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, and he will um, send you a nice prize for doing our Twitter game. Who's our Drunk of the Week? Uh, we oh, didn't do it, man. and we don't have time to do it. So. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, is is Andy on the line? Yes. Hey, Andy Wood. Andy. Oh, hang, no, it's my fault. Hang, hang in there. There you are. Hey, Andy Wood. Hi, how are you? Hey, buddy. Sorry. Um, wait, wait, is Andy drunk? Maybe he can be our drunk of the week. Are you drunk? Uh, a little bit. Andy Wood, drunk <laughs> of the week. Yeah. There you go. Yay! You have to be put up with Kim. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> what are you going to sing uh, to take us out? Well, uh, I think in keeping with the theme of the show, the Love Boat theme song, Thank sung you. by me. Thank you. I love it. Uh, please make sure that you repeat verses as necessary. I don't know how long JP's bullshit is. <laughs> um, I can sing for hours because I'm an artist. That's what I do, and that's who I am. So, okay, just let me know when I need to start, and uh, you know, I'll just I'll just keep it going, and you can just you know play me out. Great, you know what I mean. Well, why don't you okay. go ahead and start, and I'll keep you up at a high volume, and then I'll fade you down a little bit. We'll let JP come in and do his work, and it'll all sound professional. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, just so everybody knows, uh, next week is our off week. We wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Please enjoy your families. If you're not in the country, then you know do other things that you do. That like like that, in Canada. Like not gorge yourself. Yeah. Um, but uh, to our American listeners, enjoy yourself on a Thanksgiving. We hope you have a nice time with your families and friends. I know that we will. And uh, we're off next week to uh, nurse our hangovers from having to deal with our friends and our families uh, over the holidays. So uh, enjoy, everybody, and we'll see you uh, back here on December 2nd. Go ahead, please, Andy Wood. I accidentally hung up on him, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. This Susie, is the best Andy Wood call Susie, ever why right would now. you be pushing buttons? Because why are you pushing buttons? I was trying to hang up on the, another Drunk of the Week caller. Okay. Susie, if you didn't drive here for three hours to work for free and take our abuse, I would fire you. <laughs> no, I, th- I think she's helping out with the best Andy Wood call in a long time. <laughs> He's uh, What? Bad. She hung up on herself. Remember the She's hung up on herself now? 30 seconds ago, you said this was going to be professional. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is when part. I start hating my life. Uh, that's fine. We don't need him anymore. When do you finish? Andy Wood's on line one. You sure? Susie's an asshole. Yeah, Be- how Bevo never would have done that. Hi, no. Andy Wood. Oh, hi. How's it going, guys? <laughs> okay, uh, the floor is yours, sir. Go ahead, please. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, thanks so much. And I may be uh, playing the role of uh, singing and trumpets. Great. Maybe. Okay. And trumpets. <clears throat> Hold on, let me clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a yeast infection in my mouth. It's okay. <clears throat> it happens. Me, me, me. Okay, here we go. Love. Ma, ma, ma. Exciting and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you. And love. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. JP is on Twitter. Follow him at Major Jip to better understand why his family has abandoned him. Scott the Jew has some art for sale. Follow him at Moscow Paints for absolutely no updates at all. For some good beer infi- insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike Yip 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 McDowell at Tasty McD. DFX Matt Brewery's new Sarnak 12 Beers of Winter Variety Package is now available featuring four brand new beers. Find them at your local beer retailer. Check out the Brewing Network store for all the latest BN merch, including the new Brew Strong and Lunch Meat shirts, whatever that is. And be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook and Twitter. God bless Christopher Columbus. On a friendly shore, yes, love, it's love, love boat. Soon we'll be making another run. The love boat promises something for everyone. Set a course for adventure, your mind on a new romance. Drum beat.